0: Hi to Polly. Hello, Jill. That was easy. Yeah, that was pretty easy. Wow, this is cool.
1: Yeah, I love this. This is working.
0: You're really quiet. I'm trying to figure out how to turn up the volume.
1: Okay, is this clear? Can you hear me now? Still quiet. Oh. My volume's
0: up all the way.
1: I can hear you clearly. Let me see. How is this? Is this clear?
0: Yeah, that's good. Maybe I. I wonder if my earphone. No, no, no,
1: no. Your earphone is fine. I think I was charging my phone, so when it's charging, it's it, it's kind of low. I figured that. So I removed the charger. Okay. And this is working. This is wonderful. <laughs> So after every uh, few sentences or whatever we are saying, then I will, so you know that, you know. Otherwise, how will we know we're finished? OK, we'll figure it out. OK. Yeah, this is working. So we'll put it on a stand, so all these little noises that are there, now we don't touch the phone or whatever instrument you're on. And those sounds will get recorded otherwise. Like right now, there's some clickety-click sound coming.
0: Is it still coming?
1: No, now it's not coming. And at my end, I will close my son's door. So his laughter and all will keep coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love, but maybe not work for the podcast.
2: Hmm.
1: How do you feel? Good. Great. So this is working. Shall we talk a little bit now so we see if you're comfortable talking like this without eye contact?
0: Oh yeah, that would be good.
1: Nice, nice. So how is your morning today?
0: Good, just doing a lot of reading.
1: Wow. What are you reading these days?
0: Well, right now I was just reading a, um email from my Buddhist uh, magazine, Lion's Roar. And it what? was about Tara, Mhm. the goddess Tara, how certain prayers can help us. Um with the eight sufferings, and mm. I could have that wrong.
2: Mm.
1: See, which magazine was it? Uh, I didn't catch that.
0: Lion's Roar.
1: Line four.
0: Yeah, no, Roar.
1: Roar, Are. the lion's roar, like a lion. Oh, well, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, Lion's Roar, of course. I love that title. And what is the practice of Terra, goddess? Uh,
0: the goddess Terra she's been in my life for a couple of years and whenever I see something on her I like to read it and this is a prayer that mm-hmm. helps you work with um they call it the eight I think it's the um, the eight obstacles in life and stuff like anger and jealousy
1: mm. yes
0: the eight dangers
1: yes the eight dangers yes yes Wow, this sounds very interesting. Maybe, maybe if you like, you could take us through the prayer then tomorrow when we do the, or whatever is alive at that time. You know, we shouldn't plan. Actually, the best thing is in that moment whatever feels alive and you're present to. We will just share that. So let's not plan anything. Okay, that.
0: that that would be good,
1: isn't it? I love your voice. It's sounding so nice and loving, very loving.
0: Oh, that's good. Something went up. What happened? It got louder in my ear, so I moved it away.
1: Oh, so it does get louder on its own, I guess. Maybe it's the first time and I'm testing. I will uh, stop it and then send you this files to see how it sounds also, no? Okay, Once
0: yeah, on... it's, it's it's nice be... now. It's nice and loud. So I don't know if it's on speaker.
1: Yeah, it's all on speaker right now. Okay. And did you have fun driving the bus? I just can't get enough of you driving the kids
0: in a bus. (laughs) I I do have fun driving the bus. They are such great kids at that age. I have uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, and I have to say the little ones are my favorite.
1: Of course. They come in and say, good morning, Jill. Miss Jill, yeah. (laughs) Oh, good morning, Miss Jail, so sweet, I love that. Yeah, they're so cute. Oh, I wish I could take up that job someday. It's impossible to do that job in India.
2: Oh. <laughs> the
1: roads yeah. are crazy, and uh, even if I d- did, nobody will give me that job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you would be perfect, that would be amazing. I,
1: yes, I love it, I love it. In fact, I think I'll do that with my car, you know. At least four or five kids I can drop them and pick them up once the pandemic is over.
0: Yeah, your influence would be wonderful.
1: Oh, I just love kids. I just go become, you know, so fun with them. I just become full of life when the kids are around. <laughs> when I was younger I used to, I used to see photographs of me with children. They were so different from the photographs of me alone or with someone else. You know, yeah. my
0: I think I sensed that yesterday when you were talking about your son and how children and adults are so much different. And I love that perspective.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they are a bit different that way. But I feel when, we, when I come approach the adults, the older kids also with my playfulness, then it reminds them to be that playful. You know, most of them, some of them think, oh, this auntie is a little weird. She's too funny. But most of them say, you're so funny. I love
0: it. They like to hang out with me. (laughs) Well, when you spoke of the difference, that made me realize that I, too, would love the childlike. So it was really inspirational.
1: Yeah, you are so childlike. It's all on your face. It's all written all over you.
0: (laughs) Yes, I'd like to lean into that more. That would be my, my ambitions, is to lean into my childness more.
1: Yes, same here. I continuously try to lean into my innocence and playfulness all day long. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the drawing, painting or cooking or you're playing with the puppy kind of helps to to uh, lean in. Like today, I'm worried about the children of India. I read a couple of posts and, you know, someone asking to adopt a child and then someone saying that, no, 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 it's a scam. That's a child trafficking. And my heart was breaking I said, what can I do? So I, I just uh, did this kind of a shamanic silly dance, like a crazy dance. And I said, this is for all the children. This energy of this dance is all the children on this planet. Please protect them, God. Please protect them somehow. Yeah.
0: I hope that works.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. Yes, I pray that works. I'm sure there are so many angels out there. Somebody's looking out for the children.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm
1: all right so i think this is good test i will stop now and send you this recording to check whether it's working yeah okay oh super
0: i, I, I you. signed up to get the email too for the recording so i don't know how that works
1: yeah it comes uh as soon as there's a new episode you get an email oh good super so i will send you this recording all right see you tomorrow okay Polly. bye bye take care Ollie, hi Hi Jill.
0: Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very good. How's the sound?
1: Oh, very nice. you're coming out very clear and beautiful.
0: Good. I was a little nervous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too.
0: <laughs> but yeah
2: if we if we
1: ignore that it, it's it's maybe heard by people but Primarily, it's that connection we have with each other and uh, the friendship. Yeah, in a few minutes we'll be fine. <laughs> I'm still nervous.
0: <laughs> uh, how was your evening?
1: Yeah, it was a very beautiful day and uh, I was just resting in the evening a little bit. Uh, and then I realized my phone wasn't charged.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: I thought I left it to charge and I forgot to turn on the switch. As it happens.
0: Oh, oh well, it happens.
1: Yeah, and it's still fine. It's still fine. It's working. (laughs) So it was a beautiful day. I want to tell you all about it, but tell me, how was your morning?
0: Good. Hold on.
1: You took the kids again to school and back? Yes. In the bus?
0: Yes, I have... um different routes. Like one of them, I do the big bus. And then for the one little girl that I transfer pretty far away, I do a small little van for her.
1: Right, right. So you do two different vehicles. Yes. Wow, that's a lot. And how many hours of driving that would be? Usually
0: about seven a day.
1: Seven hours. That's a lot of driving. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, with the big bus, it's a lot of sitting and waiting. We don't like we get paid for maybe three hours, but we only work about an hour and a half because we have to wait in between. I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what joy to see the children every day.
0: Mm hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it. So I want to quickly tell you what happened since uh, yesterday. Was it we tested? Right. Yeah, and how instantaneous a miracle can happen. You know, you were telling me that I should work with children and I've worked with children all my life and somehow during the pandemic and it's not working out. You know, we've, all parents are worried about the safety of the children. So it just didn't work out. But I have this one friend, since about six months, she's been saying, why don't you teach painting to my daughter? And her daughter is six, months o- six years old. And I know them very well. I know the daughter. we connect so well. And she herself uh, acted in one of the plays that I directed and wrote a couple of years back, and that's how we became friends. And uh, we're all unschoolers. We both are, you know, self-learning families. And uh, we tried in between, okay? And it just didn't work out. some timing issue, something, and just didn't work out. which was surprising. And uh, suddenly, after your call yesterday, she messaged me and said, Let's start tomorrow. And I said, Yeah, tomorrow is fine. And that's it. And her daughter already came today. We had three hours of amazing, magical fun in this beautiful garden in my society. We had a little picnic with her, with a rose milkshake and watermelon for her and my tea, and walked and played with my puppy. And then she did drawing and she told me all about her drawing journey. And we learned new techniques. And it was a three hours of total magic. And I said, oh my God, this is a blessing that Jill brought my way. You you did. After the call, I felt some kind of opening in me. Something shifting, you know, gently. And I immediately knew it's your vision, your blessing that made it happen. It's, it's a big thing. Are you still there? Jill? Oh, I can't hear you. You're still connected, though. Yeah, now I can hear you. Did you hear what I said?
0: Yeah, I heard it all. I just don't know why my microphone shut off. (laughs) (laughs) It was beautiful, Dipali. Isn't that amazing? It just happened. Yeah, I love that it seemed like a little spark just caught and grew.
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly what happened. So I wanted to ask you, what is your experience of blessings? What do they mean to you? How do they occur?
0: A blessing makes me feel very um, validated and very cared for. So I I guess when I feel a blessing, I just, I know that spirit's with me Mm. and I don't have to worry.
1: How do you identify something as a blessing? For example, in this... uh, experience today with with this little girl i know it was a blessing because there was no effort involved it happened immediately within a few uh chat moments and uh, it just manifested without any effort so i know it was not my doing it was a pure blessing that's how i i experience blessings and there is no effort involved
0: right and you can almost feel the timing mm. but- the divine timing that just it, you were paying attention. I think that people that don't feel that they have these blessings, most of them aren't paying attention.
1: Right, right, right. Correct. Because when she messaged, and I know the hitches, if you know, when people say, How much will you charge? and then it goes back and forth. That's when I immediately said, Don't worry, whatever you feel like paying, just pay. But uh, it's not about the money. I want to do this because I love your little girl. I love spending time with children. I love painting. And let's just do this. And on top of it, like a blessing, we had this beautiful day, which was cool, not summery hot. It was raining a bit. And I'm sorry, but there was a cyclone going back. uh, Not so close to us, but further away. But it made such a soft, cool day for us. So that was a blessing. Everything seemed like staged and organized so well and
0: absolutely gorgeous. Well, I think that the love that you felt when you were expressing that you loved working with children, I think that created the opening as well.
1: Mm. But I have a feeling that it happens in certain people's spaces. Like when in your space of your empathic, very kind listening, you know, and I want to describe that a little more, how I experience your listening. In that space, it uh, shifted my energy, or something moved in the spirit to allow it to happen. You know, because there was so much willingness and eagerness on both our parts, mine and my friends and her daughter. She was also wanting to come. She's come to my place several times. But she wanted to take a proper series of um, drawing and painting lessons. Uh, and it was not just that, we, we experienced so many things been walking in nature, photographing nature, playing with the puppy. And she loved connecting with the puppy, uh, coming into the kitchen, making a milkshake together. Oh, so many moments of discussing personal things, you know. So, uh, I feel it is something to do with this interconnectedness and you're coming in which is again so unplanned, right? We just suddenly connected yesterday and you coming in and seeing something in me and it you blessed it. You, Your whole life experiences, I felt, was backed up in making this happen.
0: I love that. That is so beautifully said. Yeah. There's always something to be said when two or more are joined and I did feel... Like we've known each other for about a year on Zoom, and I did feel there's just something that keeps bringing us together.
1: Right. Yes.
0: Yes. That, I love that. That following that guidance.
1: Yes. I think you're right. It was following that natural attraction and, uh, yeah, your inner softness. Yes. That's what it is all about. Yes. Wow. This is beautiful, Jill. Thank you. Thank you so much for the blessing, for this clarity. And I want to express how I experience your listening, the way you listen. I was thinking about it later after yesterday's chat, that when I'm talking, I feel you are taking it inside and then it is touching some chords and then you let it sort of brew in it and then you respond from your experience of that inner connection with yourself. For example, I was practicing my music uh, just after she left the little girl. And this is a simple music practice where I just hold the two notes, the Sa and Pa, which in English would be, um, I don't know, F and A, I'm not sure. But you just hold these two notes and you're trying to match them and hold them steady. That's it. I'm not trying to sing a song, just practicing the pure notes. And then I realized that a good listening is like this, when you are tuned into the space around you, even when no one's speaking and you're speaking. And then you, if someone's speaking, of course you're just tuning in and watching within what is shifting. So that's listening to me. Mm-hmm. Not just, yeah, 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 and you know, you're constantly responding, and it's so exhausting when that happens. But when I'm just paying attention to your voice and watching what's shifting inside me or what is coming alive because of it, then there is an increase of energy, and we want to keep talking and talking and talking. But it's not the old anxious way of talking, like, oh my God, oh my God, and you're cutting each other. It's not that. And I experience this with you as if you're taking my words, my voice, my being into you, letting it soak. And then whatever is sprouting from that soaking, you're sharing that mixed with your own life experiences and such. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you, Dipali. And I hear your beautiful music in the background. <laughs>
1: That actually is an alarm that goes on in another phone.
0: That is so funny. It sounds like it was perfectly timed. (laughs) Isn't it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is this synchronicity of perfect timing when you're not controlling anything. Oh, it feels like being staged and a movie is set and you're just playing your role. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. The goosebumps. I love those goosebumps. (laughs) Yes. So tell me, how does this kind of listening occur into you? Like, I experience you like this, but I wonder how does, uh, you know, empathic listening or presence listening from presence, how does that uh, experience happen to you?
0: Well, if you had talked to me probably a year or two ago, I think you would have had a different experience. It took me a long time to stop trying to think ahead of what to say. Like when somebody is speaking to you and you always have that response in your head that you want to know what to say next. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been practicing not doing that to just listen. Mm -hmm. And for me that for you to tell me that how much that meant to you I can't tell you how that feels inside of me, knowing that I was guided to do that and it was the right step.
1: Wow. Yes. I'm really thankful that you were guided to do that. Really, really, really. Because I get overwhelmed with talking to people who speak too fast or speak a lot and I can't catch up with them. Or, you know, so it's a very exhausting feeling and only when I came across this deeper way of listening which is just a few years back that I realized oh I can actually connect to people. Before that I'd avoid people (laughs) not realizing why am I doing that. Plus I realized something inside me it was not about people really it was about me and my mind going very fast and not giving me a break it's only in the last two, three years that I realize I can tell my mind, can you st- stop talking? And we'll catch up a little later. I want to hear the sounds of the birds. Oh, I want to hear this other person speaking. And then it's working. And I'm like, I love it so much. I just want to do that all the time. <laughs> like I, It was this afternoon when the little girl left. Then I had so many ideas and so much things we experienced. So the mind was like chattering away. And after all, I said, is your show over? Can you tune off the TV? Please switch off. (laughs) He's literally like, please switch off your show in the head. Turn off the show. (laughs) (laughs) Then I could just breathe and just experience the energy that was created out of that beautiful experience with the little girl. And, you know, lie down. And then the music came. So this whole mind chatter is so unnecessary, I feel, it stops you from going to the next wonderful moment, like ours, like I had only an hour's gap between uh, her leaving and uh, our session. And I realized that I could just tell the next moment is going to come, let it come whenever it wants. I'm going to be present to my eating my dinner, spending a little time with my son, and that moment, I can always postpone or change if it's coming too fast. Earlier, it would be like, I have to get ready. Please, everyone out of my way. I have a session. And, and there would be like this flurry. And it's like, that doesn't feel right anymore. It has to have the same soft flavor to everything. And I so said, of course, Jill will understand if I'm a few minutes late, which you did. Yes. <laughs> Thank well,
0: Deepali... What you're speaking of is putting space in between motion.
2: Mm. Mm. That is
0: so, I mean, you spoke of that yesterday, and I've been practicing that all day today. Instead of rushing from one thing to the next, I'm trying to give thanks and give space, mm. just like I do with my thoughts and my words.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: So wow. Thank
2: you.
1: I love the way you have you're, you're bracketed, you know, highlighted. It. It's this giving motion some space. How lovely is that? I'm imagining uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a puppy, my puppy, who loves to run. That's motion. And giving her space to run. You know, to give her that space. You can't run in the house so much. You can't run in the society downstairs. I have to take her to a little ground where she can run freely. It's literally like giving time space like time Like I want to talk to you and that requires time and giving that uh, moment this experience some space to breathe Wow, beautiful I love that image Jill it is sounding so nice
0: yes I hope that helps people because I think that our society lacks the idea that there needs to be more space in between our in between our projects hmm. and
1: Why is that? You know, because um, ordinarily people don't believe that slowness can do anything. They believe if you're running around, we're fast and we accomplish things and we get all the good stuff we want in life. And I don't believe in that anymore out of experience and experimenting with it. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: We've probably been conditioned our whole lives Mm. to think that that you have to keep going. Because when I first started practicing meditation, it feels like it's not a good thing. It feels like you should be doing other things. Mm, That's right. And I can imagine trying to tell people, you know, to slow down, to enjoy moments more. And I can feel the reaction I'll, I'll get.
1: Yeah, because people think slowness is boring, you know? Like my son would say, Being slow is boring, you know. But now that uh, we've experienced and experimented, I feel uh, uh, what slowness really is doing, like slowness, not really slowness, mindfulness is different Mm -hmm. from slow slowness. You know, it's not being slow, it's actually being mindful. Like, for example, I feel, this is what I experience when I'm mindfully cooking or mindfully walking, Uh, or mindfully even checking and writing my emails like my work or having a conversation like I'm having with you mindfully what is it what it does is if I'm a little bit giving space between every sentence or every thought I'm kind of drawing some more threads out of space out of uh, the imagination which is Connected to the whole, connected to like kind of a larger loom, let's say, and it's sending out these threads, which are, which are intuitively connecting into this moment, to bring a much richer and even more exciting and full of possibilities uh, moment that gets created. I hope I'm making sense now. That this the mindfulness allows me to sort of draw upon several doors and windows that are bringing in lovely birds and fragrances and flowers and and then make that beautiful tapestry of this particular moment. So it's like people, things, life around you wants to contribute to what you are experiencing in this moment. And then there's a brighter idea. There's a more interesting uh, idea or energy. And uh, you're more excited and motivated and supported. So the whole experience of that moment is so much richer than comparing it to the old way of being when I think I have to say this, only then it will have a certain result and I have a fixed idea in mind and, and it, there is, it feels a little aggressive and even violent and, and it is also excluding a lot of interesting things. Like obviously it's excluding the listener completely. So I'm not paying attention to you then the whole thing doesn't work. Am I making sense at all?
0: Yes, it was, it was perfectly said. And what I, like right away what I feel is that our society, like you defined what our society would call slow, slowness and you redefined it beautifully to, it's almost poetic and it gives us, I think, what we're all looking for it's right in front of us if we would just not accept what we've been told. Reframing mm. is, I think, a better word. You've reframed something that is not a bad thing into something beautiful.
1: Because mm. mm. who benefits when if we are rushing around? Who benefits from, from that kind of anxious neurotic behavior? Only only the companies and corporates and governments who want to control you, which again is not a bad thing. They should be able we should be able to cooperate with them to to create some order and culture and a richer life experience. So so if I am more deliberate and paying attention, I'm able to cooperate in a right way. Maybe cooperate is not the right word but in a way that is productive and contributive, even if I'm against certain principles of the government or you know, certain uh, uh, habits of the corporates. But I'm presenting it in a way that is then sounding and being a, uh, accepted as productive. Vis-a-vis, compare it with me just protesting and shouting and, and saying, no, this is not okay. I'm not going to be heard. It's like throwing a tantrum. But, and I'm a little deliberate. I'm able to feel their problems, my needs, and how to present both of us, like I do with my son always. he's trying to express, but obviously he can't. So then I figure it out for him and myself and then present both our cases. So he's here mm-hmm. both of us, right? But then yeah. I do it on behalf of him. Assuming, and I say, I'm assuming that uh, my dear son, your need is to be left by yourself. You want to stay up late in the night, and my need is to go to sleep early. And you know, what do we do, you know, and then he's hearing that request. So I guess uh, that deliberate way of listening allows you to include the opposition also. Yeah, and and carve a path forward instead of getting stuck and. And, and throwing a tantrum or, you know, just, uh, that's the old way. Like as if the whole of humanity, we haven't grown past the age of six or seven, maybe younger.
0: Right. Well, exactly. There's some cultures like what you're describing to me reminds me of how some cultures, they would celebrate somebody getting angry for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration. Wow. And then in our culture, you're taught that anger is a bad thing. Mm. So it's, it's what our culture, I think, teaches us and questioning that.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Right. Yes. Making some space for oneself and being in ownership of whatever you're experiencing in a responsible way in a way that it counts like if i want to sh- say something to you which is which is bothering me i definitely don't want to land it to land as a complaint right because i would love you to understand me accept me and even help me understand you right then i yeah. i own my feelings and I know that they are valuable, even if I'm feeling uncomfortable. And can I say, Jill, I'm feeling so uncomfortable about this thing? Then I own my feelings. I'll be able to present them differently, or or just walk away and stomp and brood by myself. It's never going to change.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. And that is what, uh, what you're, ex- you're, you're sharing with me now is this presence where all words end. <laughs> all words end in just a space of fully being accepted and loved.
0: Yeah, I it's love perfect. how you've reframed everything that that we've been given, how you reframed it in just this short conversation so much food for thought to actually give space in between our actions, in between like our our appointments every day, just to give that space. I feel like that's what I think that's what the world is craving so much now.
2: Mm,
1: yeah. Yes. Like what do we and do I am <laughs> Yeah, yes, I am too. I love it, and the minute I've experienced this possibility, I'm experimenting so much with it. Then what happens if I really take a concrete break after every experience? So I have brushed my teeth. I wait before going to bath after that, right? I wait for a few minutes, and why? So I ask myself, what are you doing when you're waiting, Dipali? And what I'm doing is, I just had a fresh new experience which is new in that moment, right? Because every, every morning the brush is slightly in a different position. The toothpaste is slightly emptier. You know, there's small changes happening constantly. And in that waiting, I'm kind of uh, uh, allowing, checking into to life that is changing things. I'm saying, yes, I noticed that. Yes, I noticed that too. Yes, I noticed that. Thank you. And noticing it automatically makes me feel thankful somehow. As if there is movement, there is this subtle movement of little, little changes. And I feel the only job I really have to do as a human being is to pay that attention, like give my attention to these little changes, the dynamic life experience inside me and around me. So inside me, I'm feeling, oh, okay, maybe I'm a little tired in the morning. And it's different from yesterday's morning, which was very nice and peppy. And just noticing. It's different. Not running away immediately into the story why it's different, which is the big shift. Earlier I would run away and justify and find a story and a reason and get stuck in it and then find another reason to get out of it. But now it's just like, hmm, it's different. doesn't mean anything. It could change any minute. Maybe after bath it will change. Or it will not change. But just being interested in that changes. And that's what I feel is all about. That... Presence, it wants you to just be there. Like, present, sir. I'm in the classroom. I'm here.
0: <laughs> That's what you explained yesterday, Polly, And I'm so glad you did it again today. It just feels like, it feels so much, I feel so much comfort
2: mm-hmm. hearing
0: all of that.
1: Yeah, how do you experience this one moment changing into another? Like, how do you empower m- Power oneself to to, uh, really enjoy this one moment at a time kind of unfolding. So I experiment in different ways. I wonder what you do.
0: Well, I'm going to have to make a conscious effort to try to do it because as you were talking about brushing hair and bath and brushing teeth, I realized I do it all at the same time. I'm always trying to multitask.
1: Oh, but that's just a situational. Maybe your days have more work in it. My days right now don't have so much work in it. So I have some luxury. Uh, so, but you do from, from going from the house to the bus and then waiting, like you wait for the children, you said. So, in that
0: waiting, what do you do? Well, usually I fill my time, unfortunately, with social media or emails.
1: But I'm I'm sure knowing and experiencing your ability to be so present like you're right now and in yesterday's conversation, and even on the Zooms, I find you so fully present that even on social media, I'm sure we're bringing that presence, right? Like yes. No, how I, you scroll? Is there a way you
0: scroll posts? Well, I think what you just said is when I am doing one thing, I try to put all of my attention on that one thing. Mm. Our conversation is the one thing. And it feels like it just feels like a gift that I can give this my whole attention to this one moment instead of trying to do two or three things at one time.
1: But you must be doing that. And I'm very thankful for this. I really love the space we have when we are experiencing this together. I love that because it's so perfect. It's like, I don't feel any rush. I don't feel bothered that I have to reply quickly or, or say something. I'm just being myself.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: a huge gift you're giving me and I fully, fully and deeply receive it, Jill. But what I mean uh, to ask is that even when you are scrolling, let's say you're on social media, which is a place which causes a lot of anxiety and just a few months back, it was causing me, So it brought my attention to it. And I said, hmm, I do want to enjoy the social media. There's so many interesting things people do. And then I realized what makes the difference. Whenever I see something nice, I make myself smile. So when I smile, I feel so light and easy Then I could go to the next post. And it also slows me down. Mm. I'm done after scrolling for like a few minutes. I feel so complete. Like a few minutes, that's it. And it's like a break from my everyday. So, just stepping away from my moments into some other world of people doing so many interesting things. And that's it. Earlier, just a few months back, I'd be scrolling and scrolling, and, and, and it's like half an hour is gone. And I'm not feeling any better. I'm feeling worst. <laughs> the only difference was that I now smile when I like something. Or even if it's I don't like it, I smile thinking, see how I don't like it, how judgmental I am. <laughs> and I smile. That smiling has made a difference and now I'm done with it in a few minutes. Excellent. So I wonder what you must be doing because I'm sure you bring some presence to every activity you do.
0: Well, no, you make me realize that I can give more presence to certain things. There's things that I like I'll group together and I'll just try to get them all done at once. But they should all be enjoyable activities.
1: Hmm. Then I find the day keeps lengthening because time is a function of energy. So, so the day keeps on lengthening and and filling up with more wonderful things. But I'm not thinking of the next moment, and I'm also telling myself so. If it's not done, it's okay, right? Like I know. I used to be very ambitious and say, okay, I'm going to do all the cooking immediately. And then I'm going to keep away this and keep away that and clean away this. And then I will sit and write or paint and all. And now I do a little bit and I feel, okay, I'm done. Just one recipe has been made. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling done. And that's fine because we're just two of us and we can manage this much. And then something else happens to to fill in. May the maid comes and says, well, I'll make you the rest of the chapatis or the bread something someone else steps in when I leave space Mm. uh, and honor my needs then someone else steps in and it has happened in big issues also and huge big issues like I am preparing a course for children and I have put in all the efforts and I wonder okay who's going to do all the internet work who's going to put it on the internet I feel very tired doing it on the internet on the, ball, on the computer and I keep intending and waiting and then suddenly someone shows up and says oh this I can do this for you in a minute <laughs> and because I honestly said to myself like, I don't enjoy that I don't want to do it I'd love to do it but I, I don't enjoy it because of being honest with myself then someone else steps in it's happened so many times so many times
0: well, what I just want to say really quick to Polly is that while you speak, I wonder how we all have gotten off track so much that you're, you're living the way that feels good. And it feels like, some, like I'm not even that far off track. I know that there's people that are way farther off track with their busyness than I am. And my question comes to me that why are we so off track? How do we get back on track?
1: Yeah, I wonder that too many, many times. In fact, I was, I was, that was one of the questions I was going to ask, and I wrote it down. Maybe together we can inquire into this why isn't it easy, easy for everyone? Why isn't it obvious when, uh, when it has so many grand benefits? It's, it's the primeval way of living anyways. This is how we lived when we didn't have anything. We were hunter-gatherers. We had no sense of time. We had no science, science no technology, nothing. We went from one to the other. How did we forget this?
0: Well, you just, what you just said made me think into it. And you say there's benefits, but that requires a trust. Like, if I'm going to stop my busyness, I have to trust that the life waiting for me is going to be happy.
1: Mm. That we can't give. Like, how I found it is by breaking my head against it. Because I have a very smart mind. It's always been one step ahead, ten steps ahead of me and trying to convince me. Until I completely saw its game and said, no, no, no. I know it's a bright idea, but I'm not following you. (laughs) No We've been there many, 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 many times before. So, but it it I reached that point out of complete exasperation, completely suffering over and over and over again for nearly 45 years of my life. Numerous relationships, numerous work jobs, numerous talents, everything was put in the sacrificial fire of, of this old way of thinking till I completely Completely suffered to that level that I felt like no way, this is not working. This is this has to be looked at very deeply. I literally stopped all my life uh, in 2015. Took my little boy, who was six years old, and went to a hill station nearby, it was a small town, and decided to live one day at a time. Like just whatever we feel like doing today, we'll do unconditionally, whether it's going to cost us friendships, relationships, money, or whatever. We're only going to honor what we feel like doing and gently do it. And literally with a six-year-old boy and myself and in a condition of complete desperation, because I couldn't believe at 45, I was around 43 at that time, I was looking at myself saying, so much talent, so much gift. I've experienced miracles in my life for nearly 35 years. And yet I come across such pain that a partner uh, I was with with just left us in the middle and then money just disappeared and all the clients are just behaving badly. I said, why am I attracting this? Why am I deserving of this? What is the learning behind this? When I'm a perfectly wonderful human being, these questions really haunted me. And I said, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I need to find out. And that's when I decided to stop everything. I took him out of school and said, we're going to we're going to try this and I was lucky to have a few friends who were already ahead on this path of mindful living heart-based living rather following the heart and their presence really did encourage me to to take that leap it does make a difference when someone out there is uh, kind of being an example and that's when the journey began. the 2016, I would say was a huge shift to waking up or whatever you call it. And then I said, there's no going back. But every day I have learned to to let go of the old way of being slowly and gradually. And it's, it's not been uh, rosy and sweet, but it's been very interesting to see that, oh, my God, one thread, if I just pull away, it will unravel and take away a lot of junk it'll just fall away i just have to just take this one tiny step so it wasn't easy maybe that's what uh, it is that each one will have to probably uh, inquire and see if if and i wish nobody has to suffer like that but i do wish that everyone Gives it a benefit of doubt and experiments with it for a while. Like take a month off and try this. Or just a weekend of like 24 hours just doing one thing at a time only. And see if an immersive uh, concentrated activity of just reading a book or taking a long walk very slowly or cooking something very deliberately and quietly. And make notes of how does that feel. Why does it feel so good? Do your own experiment with it. Maybe if it's just for an hour, you say, okay, I'm going to switch off everything. I believe most people will need at least a month. <laughs> you know, because it, it took me around seven years to find some consistency in this way of being. Because every morning I'd be like, oh my God, old mind is coming back. Oh my God. And I had to navigate that mind me two, three hours to sort of journaling this, that. In fact, the whole day would go into just doing inner work. I really did no other work. I went bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) So I do pray and wish that uh, this is a natural way of being and if we just allowed ourselves to remember it. Yeah, there's so many wonderful people across the world offering such amazing mindfulness, uh, art, uh, meditations, uh, you know, Insights and clarity like uh, A Course in Miracle, The Power of Now, and so many, 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 many. So I wish that at least every 10 people find one person. (laughs) Mm. It's a possibility. I think we are so many that it's probably already happening as we speak. How wonderful.
0: I'm sorry. No, it was wonderful and I I don't know if there's places for people to leave comments on how they feel, like what stops, what what comes up for people when, what resistance comes up for people mm. when they think of slowing down.
1: Yes, that would be nice. Actually, there is a possibility of sending a message back, like a voice message to this podcast. So yeah, yeah. we can together invite anyone who is listening to send us a voice message and together, next time, both of us can uh, probably sit in presence of that uh, message and respond.
0: Yeah, that would be a wonderful contemplation to Polly.
1: Yes, I would love to hear, uh, hear all there is. And this is something I didn't get when I was struggling by myself alone in a in a tiny town in the Hill Station with a boy, young child. I wish I had you know, a place where I could quickly just ask a question anonymously uh quietly and and get some guidance but I had some close friends who were there and I'm a little bit stubborn that way I'm not going to ask anyone till I figure it out type of I used to be now I'm not I used to be very stubborn I'll figure it out all by myself <laughs> so I had to reinvent the fire so so that's a beautiful thought thank you Jill that's a lovely opening that Anyone can send us a message, a voice message. There is a button on this uh, podcast and you could just send us a message. We would be able to hear your voice. That would be a great treat to hear your voice, no?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, be able to tune in through the voice.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more insights on what keeps us from like, I have a feeling it's the ego that just keeps us from releasing all of the need to do mm. <clears throat> and living such a more beautiful way that you just described.
1: Yeah, but again, ego needs to be loved, I feel. Like, what this uh, traditionally, when we say ego, it, it's something we want to get rid of, right? But a friend of mine who's a beautiful, insightful person. Jeff Vandercloot, let me say his name out loud. He said, ego is only spirit that is confused. Mm. That's it, right? It's just the same thing, but in a confused state. Mm. And then uh, it is asking you to help it to be clear. Yeah, I guess maybe you're right that uh, it's the old identity of I got to know everything, I will figure it out and my way is the right way I don't need to ask anyone, I don't need to experiment, I'll continue in auto mode yeah but let me outline that the heart space, the heart way of being has brought me so many rewards that is unimaginable beginning from our friendship it just began by just meeting on Zoom uh, in a group of people. We we didn't even speak to each other. We just felt each other's presence on a group, which is nearly 60 people or something.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Starting from, and how we're enjoying this uh, friendship grow. We hardly spoke much over the whole year, but we're there on Facebook. We're just present to each other all throughout. So from friendships like this, and I have so many that happened because of... uh, of me being open, vulnerable, inquiring, asking, uh, trying to learn, and from that, too, getting funding and and uh, gifts of money, like people have gifted me three, four thousand rupees a uh, dollars a month for two years, just to be myself. And I have this proof like everybody in my community knows this. Even last last year, two years back, when I came back from England. A dear friend of mine, she decided to just gift me a brand new car, and this has continued last whole year, even during pandemic, when I was offering uh, these pre- painting and present sessions online, parenting and unschooling sessions online, free of cost. Someone who came attended a few and said, "Well, I just want to feel like sending you five hundred dollars." Someone else said, "Well, I'd like to send you two fifty dollars," and. Uh, This kind of thing, I really feel is happening because I'm only going towards what feels true to me. I'm not doing this podcast because of uh, Jill or or because of anyone else. I love to listen to these insights that rise in myself. It's a very selfish reason, really. But look at this gift. I now get to do it together with Jill. It is so much fun. And I didn't do the artist within online painting in present sessions or unschooling sessions for anyone else i wanted to do them for myself and then i found others who who similarly want want the same thing i think more the merrier let's do it together so so many gifts have come that i only believe in this miraculous way of living where i don't know what is going to happen and it's even more interesting right to me as an artist And as a writer, poet, I feel it's very interesting to see what will happen tomorrow. It's very challenging. It's an adventure of the spirit. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I would would fail utterly if I had to live one day to the other waiting for a salary. (laughs) I've never had a job like that. So I hope those are a few reasons that could help anyone listening to try and even explore a possibility. I'm sure it can happen to all of us. It's happening to many of the people I know who are living from uh, just being true to themselves, just being there one moment at a time. And I've been fortunate to meet so many. Jill, what are your experiences This in, in this uh, area?
0: I too have experienced, um, when I follow my guidance and follow my heart, that there's just abundance
2: Mm.
0: and beauty in life. And it brought tears to my eyes when you were speaking of how, like you noticed our friendship because you slowed down and listened to guidance. And I think there isn't much better in life than to find a person that you relate to so much that it makes your heart happy. (laughs) There isn't yeah. like a lot in my life that I want more than that.
1: Oh, yes, you're so right. The only thing I really crave for is these connections, really. And that's why I start new projects like this. Podcast. Oh, online painting. Oh, mm. <laughs> I, I really want to meet more kindred souls now.
0: Well, you're expressing love. That's ex- that just came to me, that mm. you're just expressing love.
1: Yes, and in the immediate environment, sometimes it may not be possible to ex- you know, express that unconditional love. I'm fortunate that I have a child who loves to hug every, every one hour, give me a hug, and then a puppy and a few friends are, who are all loving. But I know sometimes it's not possible. So we can create these spaces where you can just express yourself online and just meet a few people where you can be your true self, you know. Just let it out and see if you're not loved for it. You are going to be loved for it. When you say, I'm upset with this and I don't like that, and this one is upsetting me. And say your heart. I guess uh that'd be a wonderful gift to oneself, no?
2: Mm.
1: Starting one point. Best. One of the best. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Jill, it's about fifty minutes. And I think, uh, how do you feel right now?
0: I feel very complete and I hope that people hear this and yeah. get the same inspiration that I've received into just slow down and see what happens.
1: Yes, that would be nice to just experiment a little bit with slowing down, being deliberate and smelling the roses by the side. Grateful. Yes grateful and see if gratitude naturally arises you don't have to be grateful because it's so difficult to be grateful deliberately (laughs) Mm -hmm. to write a few things you have to make effort to be grateful You know, I used to do this and I used to teach my son also to do it every night in a jar put down three notes of what are you grateful for today and now we don't need to do that because every little thing makes us feel delighted and say oh wow interesting thank you we just have a feeling of you know, so that slowing down, that brings, brings all of it, And I think I'm just repeating myself because I love talking to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that was my thoughts. And you were just echoing my thoughts that it's the gratitude that when I do slow down and I hear the birds and I, you know, I feel the love, that's when the gratitude arises. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, it just arises naturally. A friend of mine said as if it is it, as if. And the whole universe is beautiful for me. The birds are chirping for me. The flowers are blooming (laughs) for me to notice. But am I stopping to notice? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: That's it. It's just waiting for me to notice. That's why it is so beautiful, overwhelmingly beautiful all the time. Because it's saying, notice me, notice me. Stop whatever you're doing. Notice me. Come out and play with me.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And with that, we should uh, conclude. Because it's going to close into an hour.
0: Yes, thank you so much.
1: What a wonderful hour. What a wonderful hour to sit in presence with friends from across continents. You are in USA, I'm in India, time differences, everything melts away. And connection, that's all that means, everything. I love you, Jill, and I hope you have a wonderful day and we can do this more and more.
0: I love you too Dipali and it's actually 1111 here which is wow. an angel number
1: it is incredibly beautiful number yes it is 5242 here just when you said that mm. that's also a lovely number
0: <laughs> thank With- you i love you bye bye sweetie <sighs> bye dipali bye Jill.
1: Morning, morning, morning. Hey, you're here. Good morning, Jill. Oh, I was a little frazzled because I was trying to figure out what to do with this FB Live option that we came up with, and uh, I think I'll just leave it for now. I'm just very happy to just connect with you again and experience that magic all over again. It was beautiful it was yes totally it rocked my whole week
0: yeah me too it left me with such a warm feeling afterwards and i think i gained a lot listening to so much stuff i was surprised to learn something new say that one more time
1: because a couple of words dropped off
0: sure i i just think it was just surprising to me that i did learn some new things after, you know, I've been listening to so many things this year Uh that just surprised me to learn something new.
1: Wow. Yes. The whole experience feels so fresh and new every time to me and talking with you, I feel this uh, strong kindred connection that we both enjoy the same thing. In the whole idea of coming into the moment and allowing whatever feels that's alive in us, that wants to speak through us, just listening to ourselves in this kind way. It, I just can never have enough of
0: this. I know I'm enjoying pausing in the moment. That
1: Yes. Absolutely. And this feels like the conversation feels like a long pause from living the everyday.
2: You know, Mm -hmm.
1: it just feels like a pause, even though we are talking about so many things. But overall, it feels like we're just stopping from all the living and then living is informed with something new, some new vitality, some new direction, some new possibilities open up, which... Which is somehow not mind-generated at all. They surprise me, like like the last time I shared about how the little girl came over and we started the painting sessions, and she's mm-hmm. come twice after that again. And it was it was something that happened out of inspiration, mm-hmm. a spontaneity which is beyond your human doing.
0: And that's what I love about this. I think what you just said is so key that it was an inspiration. And I think that because what this feels like is total presence, that's where the inspiration comes from.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean, even now I'm just listening to your voice and enjoying the, the way you sound and the way I'm sounding and I'm able to be present to stuff that is on my table the lighting, the evening over here. And uh, there doesn't feel like, oh, I have to say something or, or, you know, I'm like waiting for a response to come. And just happy to just notice all these little, little things which are so delicious.
2: Mm.
0: I know I was listening so carefully to everything you said. And that's so, that's not usual for me. I just feel like I rush through so many things and I try to think, what's the next thing I'm going to say instead of listening?
1: Mm. Yes, I used to be like that. I used to be very defensive in my talking earlier. I used to need a lot of explanation or completely be quiet and have my own judgments about it and never really ask the right question or you know, just ask a question if I don't understand something. In fact, I have a little story. I went down for a walk before our session And I I, today my son and the little puppy came along, of course. Uh, and uh, yesterday I'd gone for the same walk with the puppy I take down every evening. And there was one of the gentlemen in our community society building where we live. He saw a stick in my hand and I just picked it up just like that. I mean, it was a nice stick. I mean, I don't I don't use it on the dog or anything at all. Just someone sometimes the street dogs stay away if they see something but still I just picked it up out of my creative fancy that oh I could carve on this or paint on this that's all and then I heard him say something about dogs and uh, to, to his companions he was walking with and uh, I didn't hear it completely but I thought I heard something about the stick and a comment or something and I was a little disturbed so I said to my son I wonder what he was saying And today I decided to walk up and say, I would like to know what you were saying about the the PETA and dogs yesterday. I didn't quite catch it. And he said, oh, I was just mentioning that uh, uh, Menaka Gandhi, one of our chief champions of animal rights in India, has banned the cutting off of the tails. There's some word for it, of uh, dogs. And I said, oh, I see. I was under the presumption that you were talking or commenting about my stick in my hand and let me assure you, I don't use it for any beating or anything at all. No way. Oh, I practice nonviolent communication. <laughs> so he said, No, no not, at all. not at all. I wasn't commenting about that at all. It's just that the dogs have such beautiful tails, and mine has an extraordinarily long tail, like a monkey's tail. And so I said, Thank God I asked you because I would have kept on wondering that you were commenting about something I don't really do, and you'd have a wrong idea about me. I mean, this is something I wouldn't have done years ago. But I got an opportunity. I walked up and I said, you know, I'd like to know more about what you were saying. And it cleared my doubt that he wasn't commenting at all. You see, this is this is a practical, uh, um, uh, you know, takeaway or the result of, of, of uh, listening deeply to oneself that You want to find a way to represent your thoughts, feelings, and find closure or completion in every moment. And you enjoy that. Like, I could feel the warmth between me and that gentleman, the little connection, again, restored. But yesterday, I felt like, oh, I don't think he likes me. I think he has a wrong idea about me. You know, and I don't want to live with that. And it seems to me, Jill, that this is all I'm interested in to clear these channels of communication between my own self with my own mind first and then with all the people around me, whoever I can, you know, come in touch with. It seems like that's the only thing I'm really interested in. Nothing really interests me anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, That was such a beautiful miracle moment that you just released all ideas we have of not being able to question Hmm. what occurs. Right. Yeah. And if there is an opening, I'd love to
1: step in that and uh, re-look at the past and presumptions made earlier. You know, the bigger, biggest ones we have with our parents and our childhoods or, you know, past lives, uh, earlier lives. Uh, and then we carry this presumption that, oh, I don't think my mother really did I- by saying that or my father did this and we keep on carrying that and I've learned in the last few years to revisit those places and re inquire and learn the truth to just set myself free i mean, just set myself free so much lightness so much joy and then I'm able to go towards uh, these dreams that I carry or stuff I love to do otherwise I sit there wondering why I have all these gifts and talents why am I not able to live that kind of life. To me, this combination, this connection with, with past incompletions is very clear. And somehow life begins to help me by presenting those opportunities and saying, now now is the time, ask, inquire, sit in that presence with your mother, your father, even my son, every day with my son. It's a great practice ground, you know. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you. That's beautiful. I had on my walk this morning. I had, I'm, I had the idea that I would love to live by water, but my financial um, means aren't for that. But I was, while I was thinking, well, I could live a few blocks away from water. Mm-hmm. I thought, how limiting is that? That I'm not imagining. Just being on the water, right? And that's part of our past condition that you're just. Um,
1: the last two words dropped out. So, would you just repeat the last line again? Sure. I'm listen. sorry.
0: I just the whole idea of limiting myself of oh. not living on the water, right? Is just the past. I don't think abundantly. I just think of. Like yesterday, I couldn't afford it. But I don't think that maybe tomorrow will be different. Right. Imagining that beautiful future.
1: Right, right. Yeah, having that uh, freedom to at least imagine it within one's mind. Exactly what you want, how you want it. Let's do it together. I love this. Mm. Tell me more about where do you want to live? Which kind of water? What does the place look like in your mind?
0: Well, I guess ideally it would just be a wide open space with a changing, when the water changes daily because of weather, Mm. that's my favorite part. So it would have to be an open enough body of water. Maybe a Great Lake. We live close to the Great Lakes. So Lake Michigan, that would be a nice one. And then a nice house where I could just be actually on the water and my grandchildren can come play on the beach, stay in one of the extra bedrooms and Mm. get up in the morning, drink my coffee and watch the water change every day.
1: Right, right. Wow, this sounds like a painting. Sounds like a beautiful painting. Mm. And how does it feel when you express your deepest desire to have such a house
0: it's very enlightening and very like my spirit feels light
1: hmm, hmm. that's it I think it's all about just staying with that feeling now, the spirit says in, in this moment that it's feeling light then, then there's all the possibilities of it happening because there's no doubt about it You know, I don't hear you doubting it. Do you feel any doubt coming?
0: No, the doubt, um, the doubt left this morning when I was Uh thinking, Uh why? Yeah, why would I change? Why would I not imagine the best for myself?
1: Oh, beautiful. I love this. Thank you for sharing. This is really inspiring. In fact, it's no coincidence that you're talking about house and shifting the deepest desire I have in this phase of my life since last two years I've been praying in a in a very active way and I'd like to talk about prayer later if possible is to finally find a house which is ours for the rest of my life like and I also imagine a green mountain place with water a river or a stream running by and uh, birds and animals and trees and open skies, a little farm around. I am I mean, in fact, you know what I did when there was this desire to come to a peak a couple of weeks ago. It was so strong inside me, Jill. And that day I said, I just want to go now, now, now. I just want to pack and leave wherever. I know my spirit will take me to this spot. I don't have to go contact any, any brokers or find out a place. I'll just leave, I'll walk and I, it'll be right there. And this was going on, and obviously one can't practically leave because I have to you know convince my son or you know figure out so many things. I, there are so many friends around here. I can't just get up and go right? So I had this desire. I was experiencing this mountain breeze inside. And I love mountains. They do something to me. And I was experiencing this breeze you would not believe. by evening four o'clock, the whole environment outside my window, Turned into the mountainscape. It started raining. The sun moved into behind clouds and became nice and misty, foggy and cold. And this is middle summer. This is the height of summer we are in. And I don't know how this happened, but that's it. By evening, I was experiencing and I said, Thank you, thank you. You brought me that experience I want when I'm in the mountains. And that's it. I need to stay with this experience. That's it. The rest, I should take it for granted that we're already being prepared to go there. How, I don't know. How is not my lookout. You know, the, the miracle challenge, I call it. And from then on, I used to post one uh, photograph of the mountain cottage on my timeline and, and just help people imagine and dream and hope that, you know, we'll be sitting there having a cup of tea, chatting, reading a book going for a walk. Oh, you brought it all alive, Jill. Thank you so much. Oh.
0: You're so welcome, Dipali. And what makes me so happy is that it confirms that what, what we want, what we desire, <clears throat> we can always have that feeling. And you just manifested that feeling in front of you.
1: Mm, yes, I think it's all about that. It's all about not these mental projections, but to feel the tug of the spirit. Like, Why is my heart saying, go, go to the mountains now? And forever, I, I've always loved the mountains. I go there every year for a couple of weeks. And that effort cannot make it happen. You know, that I will do this, 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 and then I will do this and I will go. I don't think that's how spirit works. It wants you to even take it for granted that it's already happened. Like I, we talked about this, that most of the things we feel we want, the desires, they're actually already happening for us. They're premonitions. Like if I desire this house, I know it's a premonition it's going to happen. And I don't have to really work hard towards it, but keep being ready for it. For example, I started giving away some of my stuff so that traveling would be lighter. Uh, Something's just happening naturally that I'd like to just lighten my my household stuff, my material stuff. And uh, so many experiences have confirmed that whatever I felt I desired so badly was already going to occur. I didn't have to work to make it happen, like manifest it and stuff like that. But to align with its will and say, all right, what can I do to enable it to happen faster or happen more inclusively or happen more joyfully and not bring in the effort of like, oh, I'm supposed to go and have this, do this great great job or this dream uh, desire of traveling the world or something. And so I must plan and start organizing and like, staying open to the possibilities. I mean, this has happened so many times that I'm so glad we're talking about it and reaffirming to ourselves that uh, this is the heart path. This is how it whispers to you and says, wait a minute, this is going to happen now. This is ready. It's ripe. I mean, I have one more story to say. I used to be an interior designer in my young age, from the age of 20 till about 35. And around 32, I realized I just, I'm done with this whole profession. I won the national award and I did some wonderful designs and met some great people, but I was done. And my heart started going towards education and children were always, always close to me. And some friends helped me see this more. And then I just dropped designing altogether, architecture altogether. And I said, I want to work for children. I want to teach in schools. I want to teach in colleges. And I didn't have any B.Ed. Now this was the year 2001 when i was living in bombay and i really just printed out uh, wrote it with my hands a little leaflet saying i'm doing art sessions for children gave it around the park the close by park and a few kids came five six children and we had a great time and i started living my dream i mean literally just hand wrote a leaflet and just xeroxed it photocopied it and uh, there it is i was with children and within the next two years I had moved to Pune, which is a city close to Mumbai. I had already got a job as a, as a visiting professor in two colleges. I was teaching in kindergarten schools. And within the next two years, by 2010, I was appointed as an associate professor in a college, a university college and teaching four subjects where I gave birth to my son. Now, I didn't have any BA qualifications. All I had was passion and desire. And that's it. I don't think I worked hard to make it happen. I didn't, it didn't cross my mind that I better give a degree exam and get my beard. It. it just didn't cross my mind because I don't like to study so much. Hmm. That's it, you know. And I want to acknowledge how these things uh, have repeatedly happened. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to pay attention, to, to go... It wasn't easy, it wasn't easy. Everyone was worried about me, my family and saying, oh, you can't give up such a thriving career and you're already on the top of your game and and the world is opening up now, globalization and all and people want architects. I said, but my heart is absolutely not in it. I'm, I'm miserable, I cry every night. I'm done with it. And within a few years, I was, there I was, teaching, creating modules, teaching my favorite subjects, art and dance and English and theater. and So I feel that uh, taking courage to really go in that direction of our dreams and so many beautiful people who I met who made this dream happen, it wouldn't happen, you know, it, it's never uh, because you want it that you work hard. It's always so many people just stepping in out of nowhere, like really like mm-hmm. angels. And then now they see in you a possibility that you make a good teacher. Why don't you try this, you know? And you're like secretly wondering is yes, yes, yes. Actually, I really want to try this This is what I want.
0: Hmm. Well, what you defined beautifully was when you can clearly define what it is that you want to feel and then you are open to whatever inspiration comes and then the third step is to not be afraid to take Mm -hmm. that step
1: yes that's right to not be afraid you said it very well to clearly define to keep dreaming I mean paint it write it talk about it to everyone that's right clearly define it keep wanting it keep desiring it and have no reasons attached to it. I don't know why I want to paint or I don't know why I want to teach. But I feel so good doing it. I mean, obviously, I was not going to get the kind of money I made as an interior designer. But it was never about money. It was so much about experiencing a kind of joy, a kind of connection, a kind of space. You know, I, I can imagine those classrooms and sessions were so full of life. We are inquiring. We are thinking together. We're challenging ourselves to learn the subject. I mean, I never taught anything straightforward, right? And I, I said, looking back, I'm saying that I wouldn't have discovered my, my own style of teaching was that. And it was inspired by the lovely teachers I had in life. But I wouldn't have discovered that I never taught anything straightforward. If I was teaching contemporary dance, I told the students, we are going to choreograph a dance. Each one of you will choreograph one dance. And they're like, how? <laughs> and then we went backwards and figured it out and learn so you're right and then to take that courageous step and go out and talk talk to everyone about it and the world you'll be surprised right I was always surprised at how everyone around you knows you better than you know yourself my friends could see in you the first person who saw me was a poet an artist who said Dipali why don't you try teaching And I was like, yeah, that's my old love. I've taught kids when I was 10 years old. I forgot all about it. You know, we tend to forget our gifts, right? And then the world around us is so present to us. I'm humbled by that experience.
0: Well, you said it best when you said it wasn't about the money. It's about the joy. That's our abundance. When we're feeling joy, it doesn't matter how much money we have, and we will be given, I know this, that we will be given whatever it is our heart desires, but money is just a piece of paper.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, that we have to underline that statement, which you said is not about money, because money is such a huge factor in all our lives. But you will, I have to recount in this story how I was funded and all the resources came at the right time I needed them monetary resources, uh, material resources, and the double joy of all the people I met, all my friends who joined in. In fact, on that journey, I even met my son's husband, my, my son's father, my ex-husband. And that was beautiful. And how we were both going to first adopt a kid. And mm-hmm. it turned out that we just, we didn't realize when we conceived. And we had this beautiful baby. All of that was in that same journey of following your heart. And no money calculation can uh, can uh, match that abundance that one got a child, one got a love of your life, one got so many beautiful friends and so much acknowledgement. I mean, I cannot put a figure, monetary figure in front of these things, can I? And yet, money also came to support you. But it was enough. Whatever I made was so enough, more than enough. So I never remember calculating my budget or making a budget for the month or anything. Okay, this feels like we need it. Let's go buy this. So so I wonder how our listeners would feel about this because I know we're going through such uncertain times and so many of us are losing jobs, wondering how to secure one's life. And that's a very eminent question in many of our minds. I wonder how we meet this uncertainty,
2: yeah.
0: Well, for me, it was just taking baby steps in trust. I know that it was hard to just trust that I would be provided for, but taking the first step, knowing that the money would come, Mm -hmm. that first baby step was all it took. And I just wanted to ask you really quick, um i know that you have a painting group that you do different crafts in a zoom room and i think it would be so i i don't know i think it would be beautiful to watch you create what you just described that you're looking for in your mountain home
1: Mm. wow you mean i should paint it uh
0: did i lose you i'm sorry yeah
1: just for a, just for a blip
0: but just i would love to see what would come out of you in a painting
1: wow yes that would be wonderful thank you for inspiring me i've been thinking of that myself but it seems you know uh i just can't get my hand to it i keep sketching these little houses and trees and birds around and imagining the mountains I keep sketching it. I don't make a full painting out of it. Maybe I should. You're right. I should. Yes. Yes. Maybe by next Sunday, I should have something ready.
0: Well, for (laughs) me, what, for me, why that came, why that question came was because this, when you ask, I bet like I realized that's an art form just to describe or write about how I see that changing landscape. And for, That instant, I thought, well, you paint maybe a painting that could come from what you're imagining.
1: Uh, You are so right. You know, you are pushing me in the direction where I really feel I create some magic. A magic meets me. I, I don't think I create it, but magic holds my hand and gets something done. So there are two things I want to share. What happens when I'm painting? And I wonder if this happens to many other listeners who are artists too that when I'm painting I'm focused only on what I'm doing because there's a storyline going in my head or a poetry running that oh this roof has light that is coming from the east but the wall and I have an architecture background so I always think oh but the wall will have to be sturdy enough and the floor and you know so I go into these little details and I stay you know create a story around that image I tend to do that, you know, because mm-hmm. I just want—I just love that whole slow process of one stroke at a time, and then I wait and say, "Okay, where do you want me to go? Should I go towards the right and paint some flowers over here? No, maybe I should go in the top and do some clouds." And then sometimes I don't know how to draw it properly, so then I reference and look at something, inspire myself, and say, "Okay, maybe I should do it like that," you know. So I get immersed in this whole experience. And that's where the, the inner world, I meet my inner world. And then suddenly I'm listening to my desires. Why do I want this? Why is it so important to me? And I want to say this here in our sacred, beautiful space, that the reason why I want this house, because, of, of course, a lot for for enjoying the mountains and nature and just being in nature. But also I want to give this experience to people, friends, who can come and live one moment at a time, enjoy their days doing what they love doing without a care in the world. I want to invite people to not worry about paying or food or anything and just be there and be taken care of. You know, be a family, just hang out, just be yourself because living in the city life is so challenging that I don't think we are really living we're managing life of course but we don't we get at these snatches of of life if at all where we feel oh i'm alive now oh this is me i'm excited i'm open i'm receptive i'm playful i'm in trust but those are glimpses and i wonder if this is possible when we are more carefree there is no no burdens no worries of taking care of the daily needs i'd love to do that for my friends or people, anybody who would like to come and just experience living like a child, literally. And that's the reason I, I imagine this. What will it do? Because I got a chance and experience of that a couple of years back. I got this funding just to be myself. And I can't get over this. And how humble I feel when every time I think of it, that there is some IT company, a gentleman, who met through my friend and said okay here's an intensely creative person and we'd like to see if we take away a financial burden what will you do and how does it feel don't have to do anything use it as you like you don't have to produce anything out of it it took me three months to register this gift I doubted it so much there must be a fine print they want something from me what they what do they want why don't they spell it out all of this and ultimately he wrote it and gave it and said no we don't expect anything and from that because I got this gift I could rest deeply for the first time in my life and I was around 45 years old with a child who was about seven years old single parent and what an enormous gift I couldn't get over it and then I ultimately decided to start a little community center performing arts center, which again, the space and everything was given by this IT company gentleman. And I said, I want to give everything free pay as you like. And I want to experiment and experience what Mm the people, what does it do to me when we're not in a transactional relationship? And that shifted everything I knew about life. Everything. And there was no returning. There was no going back the old way. Like even today, I find it very difficult to charge people for the Wednesday art sessions. I mean, it's all pay as you like. I mean, can you imagine? And from that came this dream that, yes, why don't we create a place like that? I would love it. I would love to just take care of people's needs, food or anything else they need, and just give them a space to create, explore, sleep. I slept a lot when I, I got this uh, opportunity and the burden was gone. It's like, really? am I really going to get something like close to, say two thousand dollars per month? And I got it for nearly eighteen months. I was a different person. and that's that's the reason why the artists within journeys are also designed to just explore that space of abundance. how how we meet ourselves, In the blank paper, I think I'm talking too much now. Stop, Dipali, stop, pause. Oof. (laughs) No, it
0: was beautiful. (laughs) And what came out of that was that um, when you were given the abundance right away, you could see the blocks and you can work on dissolving the blocks because all of that is, is blocks to love's presence. And that's our abundance. And I think something else that came out of that for me was when you described hmm. your painting process, it was like a story that literally that story that goes through your mind when you were speaking, I was able to see that story. So thank you. Oh,
1: you really said it well, Jill. You really are defining and, and you're reframing it for me that the blocks, you're right, Something uh, like when children, no? when they're taken care of, they can grow a flower. They can decide for themselves what feels right. What do they want to pursue or not pursue and, and design their own structure. I got that space after so many years again for those one and a half years. And I continue to give it to myself. That's the beauty of it. Unconditionally, I tend to give it to myself because like, Oh my God, how can I ever go back to the old way of being? Ever. It's like there are no paths leading backwards anymore.
0: Well, that's the joy that so many people are looking for.
1: Well, I'd love to tell our listeners and our friends, uh, uh, a lot of my friends are listening to these podcasts, and I'm thankful that you are participating in this journey. Because it's not just my life. I think we all are inquiring into this. How can I live a life that is authentic and true to me and yet be supported for it? And I want to say that, yes, if you take that courageous step and unconditionally just do what you love doing, you are going to be supported like this miraculously. Someone will appear from somewhere and say, here, we want to give you one lakh rupees a month. Go ahead, do what you like. Literally, and this has happened so many times even after that. I've, I've just a few months back, a friend sent said, I just love what you're doing. Do you mind if I be be partner in your journey? I said, how? So I would love to just give you three lakhs and use it the way you like. I said, yeah, that helps a lot of people who can't pay for these journeys. Or, you know, they'd love to take it. And this has repeatedly happened, Jill. So I would love to say this to all of us. In fact, I'm saying this to myself because I, it's not that I'm completely free of all doubts. No, no, no. <laughs> They've reduced greatly. But that it may take some more time maybe or that I'll fully be able to trust. You know, I still worry a little bit. Like, what else should I be doing? What What should I do to secure our future? Or, you know, be contributive to the world or uh, uh, really take my gifts out there and m- make use and help people, serve people with it. I still have those doubts. That am I doing enough? But uh, yeah, you will know by and you'll meet friends like Jill who will remind you. So more than anything, I'm saying this to remind myself.
0: <laughs> well, I would just love to like give everybody the challenge of just experiment for maybe a week or two to see how supported you are by yeah. taking those baby steps towards your dreams. Yes. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely, Jill. In fact, this morning, I was thinking that, yes, it wouldn't be very difficult to try it out just for a week or, you know, even 24 hours, like simple things like, oh, I just desire to have ice cream and unconditionally go and get yourself ice cream, you know, small things. Oh, I just like to speak to a friend of mine for no reason, just a hello. And make that a priority, especially stuff in your mind that comes up and has no reason. That's the thing to follow. And don't say, okay, when I go for grocery shopping, I'll buy ice cream. No, no, no. Go right now. You've got the thought right now. Go into it right now. And just doing it for 24 hours or a week and see what happens. I've found this every time I've, I've just followed. And every day I just ask myself that. Okay, what do you feel like doing today? Instead of what is needed to be done, and the needed to be done pile goes a little higher. But one day, suddenly, it all gets done. You know, you know the tough things like paying bills or uh, replying to some emails. I'm not really excited about, but they need to be done. And I leave them. Earlier, I used to be clever about things and say, "Oh, first I will paint, increase the joy quotient in myself." and playfulness and do a little bit of dance and I'll have a lot of energy and then I'll do the tough stuff. Now I can't even do that trick anymore. I just have to trust greatly that, well, if it's important, it'll be done or it just disappears on its own. On its own. So yes, Jill, experimenting and just walking and really taking action in those areas, in in those little, little needs, responding to them, we will require some attention in the beginning right
0: well i think we all have those nudges but i think that we cover them up pretty quickly with our can'ts and our shouldn'ts mm. and mm. just like you said just do it don't try to justify it just do it
1: <laughs> yeah the mind is so tricky because it's so conditioned habit uh, for this reason i think for me journaling helped on days when uh, there's too much going on and I can't uh, see my way clearly through all the demands and all the, you know, oncoming action, that's when I journal and paint. In fact, I do that every day because I love it. I just can't start a day without it or end the day without it. Uh, if it's my, if I had my way, I would be doing it for hours. The only thing I want to do is check in, check in, check in, check in with yourself. Uh, then I'm now checking in with friends like you. So yeah, it's difficult. So at that time, I think journaling or just painting, freehand, doodling, and just asking ourselves a few things like, what's alive in me right now? And this is something I learned from the empathic uh, listening practice at NVC, nonviolent communication. What's alive in me right now? And describing that further and further as much as you can and in that connection with self then the next pillar opens up is uh, I'm in empathic presence I'm resonating with my needs I'm seeing them for what they are okay what's alive in me maybe something hard like oh I'm upset about this or I'm frustrated with that but honoring that and describing the frustration and it's valid to be frustrated standing by yourself is what I do in the journal And then when it's enough and I've said enough and I've heard myself enough, in the end automatically an honest expression comes out, an honest request, a creative, courageous request tends to come out that maybe I could ask this person, maybe I could have a chat with my son or my friend, maybe I should uh, rephrase my uh, question or need and request to so-and-so. So So I'm able to then take a more gentle, gentle action in that direction. So maybe breaking down stuff, sometimes that is helpful for some of us. And maybe sometimes you just, a champion, you just get up and go in the
0: direction of your heart. Thank you for those steps. Thank you, Jill.
1: This is really, really, really something we all need to sit in the presence of Talk about, discuss more and more. And I hope everyone who's listening to us can find some friend somewhere and talk about these things, these little, little nuances and inner spaces, how to navigate them and be your best friend. Stand by your needs, own your story. Tell the world this is who I am and I'm perfectly fine and love myself the way I am.
2: Yeah
0: maybe even speak to this podcast and say, as you would to a best friend, what your next step will be.
1: Yes. Yes. There is a button here, right? There's a messaging button. So you can just leave a voice note, which is so easy. And we will not uh, use it un- without your permission. If you want it to be included in the next uh, episode, we could stay present together to your need. Yeah. And see what presence uh, guidance tells us about how best can we make it easy, joyful, loving, abundant. You don't know. Well,
0: I've noticed too. Just speaking into it Hmm. will create a miracle before your eyes.
1: Oh, say more about it. What do you mean by speaking into it?
0: Well, there's something that happens when you just voice, what is in your heart, Mm. then it's almost like an accountability where the universe will show you your gift in your next moment.
1: Mm, That's right. That's very true.
0: Thank you for saying that.
1: And the space available here for our listeners is very anonymous. You don't even have to leave your name. You could just leave your true heart's desire, and be heard for it, be loved for it, be seen for it. I think more than anything, what has healed my traumas and immense physical ailments and mental uh, traumas all these 45 years is someone sitting there and just letting me be a friend of mine. Then my child's present uh, presence in my life allowed me to just be, be seen for who I am. Be seen for all those anxieties and everything, and that changed everything in me. And today, I experience the real me. I can truly say, "This is me." And I had no idea this is me. I always thought, "Oh, I'm the creative one. Oh, I the paint. Oh, I dance. Oh, I teach. I love children." I always thought that, but no. I think I identify most with, "I'm the gentle, kind one. I love just being there for anybody." More than anything else, I love life, human beings, living beings, animals, birds. I just want to be participating, be present, do something, anything, whatever is required. So, yes, you have the space to your listeners, dear friend. And I invite you to just be bold. We invite you together, I and Jill, to be bold, to, be, to speak your heart. And just take this moment right now, as soon as this podcast is over, say it out loud and see how it feels. Check in in that moment. How does it feel to even say what do you truly desire? What do you want to be free of? What do you want more of? What do you want to experience the most right now? And you're right, Jill. We are not alone ever. Today, before the podcast, I was just thinking, I was taking a shower after the walk. I was thinking, how many people, how many wonderful people have physically been there to make this podcast happen? The whole thing began in 2019 with my friend Sarah P- Poynter. I was out there in England, in Scotland, suffering. And she, I didn't even know who she is. She was on my Facebook. She heard my story and she reached out and said, hey, I want you to do this meditation with me. And that's it. Out of nowhere, she sat me down and took me through a beautiful meditation. And we're still friends. And because of her, then, then I met Noel, then, I, then my friend Hema Bharadwaj, my friend Dola, everyone has walked with me, whispering in my ears, little by little by little, to make this podcast a reality in which I, now I enjoy even more talking to Jill And yesterday I spoke with Noel. So many friends. I made a list of it. This is not me just doing it. This is all of us. All of us. All of my friends who I've met. This is happening because everyone made a little difference. A huge difference. Just by letting me be, seeing me for who I am. And reflecting back the same to me. You know, I, my friend Dola saying, you know what you love most is talking to people. Why don't you talk to people more? <laughs> and usually I don't. I, I'm a writer. I write. And I'm glad we didn't do the FB because I would not enjoy that face, you know, this whole looking and all that. This space feels so intimate where you just have the voice, you know. Thank you, Jill.
0: Well, thank you, and you just, like what you were just saying about everybody coming along at the right moment, you have to give yourself a lot of credit because you followed that guidance, you didn't ignore it.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I would say that I was always in a desperate situation earlier, you know, most often, not always, but most often I'd find myself in a desperate situation, and something Terrible, And it's not really happening. Not something so terrible, but it felt so terrible inside me. And then uh, I would attract all these amazing people. And then I saw this game that, you know, this conditioned habit that was built inside my psyche somewhere. And I said, you know what, Dipali, frankly, you just enjoy intensity. So you make up all these stories about yourself. What you want really is connection, participation, intimacy. Just ask for it enough of this game, I'm done, I can't keep, you know, creating these scenarios in my mind, so I caught my inner psyche, or what you call the inner child doing this drama every time, and making something up, it's a, oh, something's really terrible, I don't know what to do, <laughs> and I caught myself, saying, saying, you know what, the inner child loves drama, oh, let's do drama, really, like, get up, and you know, dance, and move, and make faces, and, and I have a young child to do all that with, so, that's got an outlet. <laughs> Once again, it's reminding us that it's almost, no, we started 10 minutes late. So, so sorry, I've turned off the alarm. I should take No, it. I
0: love the music. And I just, <laughs> I'm looking forward, like I've been listening to you talk about you're your creating beautiful pictures in my mind. And I'm just looking forward to hearing what other beautiful pe- uh, pictures other people have to offer.
1: Yes, it would be lovely if we could just paint the picture of our dreams, even yes. if words, right? It would be easy to sit and say, you know, my perfect day would look like this. There's a window and there's a chair next to it and a soft breeze is blowing, birds are chirping and I have a cup of coffee in my hand and I'm listening and I'm present and I'm breathing. wonder how, no? It'd be wonderful to, to hear Someone paint a perfect moment for themselves, a perfect day, a perfect future, a perfect job, a perfect uh, lover.
0: And maybe for people that don't really know, maybe this will give inspiration to those people just by speaking into like one idea that somebody has of what a perfect moment would be for them.
1: Oh yeah, we could just have leave a whole series of podcast uh, episodes with everyone leaving their dreams. You know what I enjoy most about you, Jill, that you're like always creating a new possibility. I love that. Oh, thank you. I love that about you. About you. Yes, always there is a new possibility. It's coming from this moment. You know, it's inspired by this moment. It'd be lovely to give ourselves a space to just. Voice our dreams, no matter how wayward or how big and huge they sound. Like it's possible, just to say it out loud.
2: Hmm.
0: Thank you.
1: <laughs> yes, we are coming. Uh, we are feeling a sense of closure today. I can. I can sense that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this expressing and hearing ourselves like I don't know which one was me and which one is you anymore you know I don't remember now what you said and what I said it feels like we both said everything I agree (laughs) (laughs) it's true how amazing I'm very grateful for this moment and you taking out this time and bringing your entire self to this podcast for me thank you
0: and thank you for all of the wonderful stories you created for me to live throughout today with.
1: Yeah, it does fuel the whole week and it shifts something. It does keep shifting something amazing. Can't quite tell what it is, but one can feel it. One can feel this subtle, soft, loving shifts within and around. And one is taking that shape of that new possibility ever so gently like, a, like the clay on a wheel ever so gently, just turning its shape and naturally. Mm. I feel that our our talks, because they're so full of the heart, there's no expectation. This podcast is not sponsored or there are no ads running in it. We are not selling anything (laughs) except hope and trust and joy. There's nothing we're selling. And we don't need to sell those things. are abundantly available, but we are such paupers as human beings. We forget. The wealth we have at our hands. So, oh, yeah. you
0: just said that beautifully. Hmm.
1: I said it when I saw the clock. It was fifty-two, fifty-two. when <laughs> you bless me every time. I'm learning to uh, receive appreciation. I uh, like to go through the podcast again after it's over, after a couple of hours, and take notes of all the wonderful things you say for me. I've never been able to receive and hold that appreciation. And in turn, I wouldn't see myself. And uh, the old habit would be to go and become something else. Become a dancer, become a writer, become this, become that. In order to be seen. And I feel like, oh, I don't need anything. I need to wrap up my paintings. I need to not write anymore. I'm just happy to sit and remember how the world sees me, how my friends see me and receive me, how I receive them. You know, meditating on the virtues of my friends and family. Well, this has changed a lot and I have so many more stories to share, but we're closing into the hour. And I love this episode today with Jill Love. Thank you, Jill, for sharing your dream with me. I feel I might not paint mine, but I might, I might paint your house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <You know what? laughs> that would be wonderful.
1: It's always easier to do it for someone else.
0: <laughs> that would be wonderful. And I would really love to hear next time about your adventures that you said when you were in Scotland and England, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful yeah. picture that would be.
1: That would be a, a whole chapter on meeting your ex and your ex husband's family mm. uh, and going there to just get the child who has never seen his grandmother to meet the grandmother after 10 years. So because the grandfather died a few years ago and uh, I always felt very sad that he never got to see his grandchild. And that sat on my conscience, my very Indian typical conscience that, you know, you must do something even Mm -hmm. if your ex-husband is not going to do it. And so then it turned into a great adventure. I learned a lot and we both grew up. Mm -hmm. So yes, maybe we could talk about that. Uh, and for our listeners, if you're interested in uh, that kind of story, yes, do not forget to check in. It'll be Sunday morning mm, U.S. time and evening India time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love you, Jill, and I wish I love you. you. <laughs> thank you so much. May Thanks. this love that we share here radiate and go out to every single living being. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yes, please. And with that, thank you, everyone.
0: We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye, Dipali. Bye, Jill. It's 55.55. 50, 55, oh, goes. it
1: is 55.55. 55. How beautiful. <laughs> symphony. <laughs> like your friend Audrey says, symphony.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: we find ourselves in a symphony. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm right here now. I think it's all clear. It's connected. Wonderful. Good. So we should begin over with yet another good morning, Jill.
0: Good evening. How are you?
1: Beautiful evening. It's been raining for a few days. Wonderful because it's been raining for a few days. And uh, like I was telling you, the Shenpa rising uh, was a term that uh, Pema Chodron uh, uh, brought to light. I used to listen to her YouTube and uh, uh, she said whenever things get very very alive, too alive in you, like, you know, something bothering you, something upsetting, something calling for your attention. You just say Shenpa rising and you sit and pay full attention to it. That's where I was last Sunday. There were quite a few things happened and I needed to be fully present. And like, you know, we, we are here on this podcast. We are always sharing from our personal lives what it means to live in presence, a mindful, heart-based, inner-guided life. And what does that look like on an everyday basis? So, so we have this fresh material now out of this experience that, wow, it was quite a bit. And uh, yet it was nothing. Did you catch everything I said? I did. and
0: you, It sounds uh. like a wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's a similar to the causing miracles, which Lisa and Atuti totally talks about. Uh, taking breaks, day, day in, uh, resting in resting, just resting. And so it. But I love the. And I love the whole, whole idea of resting. It's incredible. It's almost like you know you're resting, you know. Uh, Let's say there's an issue. Like I have something bothering me. That the resistance from within came up. I don't want to move. And uh, as soon as that happens, you're you're only consulting between yourself and your head, your mind, and your memories. At the most, one or two family members or friends. And uh, there's nobody else to consult. But well, in the rest, I feel I'm consulting the whole oneness, the whole uh, organic, alive presence that we, organism that we are part of, you know, let's call it life or earth or the world. So then I'm suddenly, when I'm pausing, I feel, oh, I could be receiving a message from anybody, anything, from any level, any dimension, you know, and that's exactly what happened in the pause that I was just thinking, now I heard my mind. Okay. I heard my friends. I heard my family. I heard myself resisting. And I said, okay, what else? Tell me more. There must be something that will help me move forward with happiness, joyfulness. I can't move from this space of uh, dissatisfaction. And that's what the pause did for me. Sunday I could hear other things. I could hear all the times when we moved and amazing things happened. So the nice, kind voice, which was my own voice, it got a chance to be heard because it was a quieter voice. It said, hey, we always had fun. We always went to a better place. It was all effortless. So try not to work too hard. And then it gave me these, these clues. Exactly. Let me finish this. Sorry. But it gave me clues that, see, whenever you felt hard was when you tried too hard. When it was difficult only because you tried too hard and said, no, not this house. I want that one. And I don't like this. And I will take that. And that's when things became difficult. And I have a lovely story for this also. A a real story that happened to me a a couple of years back. And uh, whenever I stopped doing all that efforting, which is is how Lisa Natoli puts it, and I love it, that... Stop efforting and there a, a brand new possibility which is kind, loving, fun, generous and even more um, uh, abundant than before. Emerges. I wonder what you feel about this, Jim. Well,
0: for me when you were speaking it totally made me realize something I've been paying attention to lately is that we we try so hard when there's a feeling that we don't like to push it away
2: mm. and mm. instead
0: you're speaking of sitting with it and you know instead of pushing it away it might have something to tell us
1: right yes i'd love
0: to hear your story
1: oh <laughs> You are a really good one at getting me to talk and talk and talk. But tell me more about how have, lately, what have you experienced in this area? I you know about why do we push it away? Like, why do you push it away? What, what happens in that space when we are trying to resist it? And what's that all about?
0: Well, I know we don't want to be uncomfortable. I desperately don't want to be uncomfortable. And I think that a lot of trying to control outside situations so that we don't feel comfortable, lead us to being more uncomfortable. You can't fight something and still and be okay with it. You, I think it's important what you were saying to sit with something hmm. and understand what it's trying to tell you.
1: Yeah, but sometimes, Jill, that situation is so grave. Like, moving houses is not as grave. But uh, uh, like a friend of mine, a very dear, dear friend, that was another big issue that really stopped me in my tracks. That we, she just learned that she's got breast cancer. Now with such a such a thing, and she's such a lovely person, a healer, a wonderful human being, done always done the heart based, beautiful, loving things in her life. And I was like, does she deserve this? Like, how much more learning does she have to do? How much more healing? And that's when I felt I just have to sit with it. I, I I have no answer. I was feeling helpless and desperate, you know. And that's when uh, I feel how how does one come to terms with something that big, and allow it to to guide you to take you forward? And how does one do that, you know? So since I had no answers, I just was. I just have to sit with it and say, Well, I feel very helpless and I wish I could do something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes all we can do is listen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Trying to fix, I think, sometimes makes it more uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, very true. Very true.
0: Well, that's one of the biggest ones, Deepali, is when people are are facing their mortality.
1: Hmm. And that today, that might- right now on the planet, there are so many millions facing their mortality. And another another friend, acquaintance I knew, she, she died of COVID. And again, I was wondering, I, she left behind two children. And uh, again, there was no answer to sit and listen to what is it trying to say to me? Like it was like a part of me has died. Uh, out there in the world you know the feelings can be quite intense a part of me is is having cancer A part of me is feeling desperate and I feel that in that way at least I can be present with them to fully fully be there and even in thought with my friend and say this is all I can do right now is give all my time and attention to your thoughts to your memories, to your laughter, to your smile. And uh, remember that beautiful person you are. Keep that alive in me.
0: Yes. And hold their fear.
1: You can hold the fear because one has, it is resonating with and um, triggering one's own fears also. And uh, fear has always tried to help me find something incredible if I just sit down and listen to it and not let it ride me, you know. So, for example, I'll tell you this story. It really happened, and it's happened twice. And it has to do with uh, shifting homes. And this was uh, when my son was about seven years old. And again, the owner of the house said, we need the house back and gave us a month's notice. And I was like, oh, God, I it again the tenth time with my little boy. And every place I tend to make it so nice and like a nest, a mother makes a nest. So, and I'm creative, so it's all very beautiful and we have a rhythm to our days and it's just about we're beginning to enjoy after a year. That's when the call comes, you have to move. And so in my desperation and silliness, I was looking at this place and that place and that place and saying, this is not okay and that is not okay and I would want this. And I lost a lot of good houses. And then I lost a lot of energy and and lost of motivation. I had no energy. I was so tired, exhausted. And I kept doing this for the whole month. Ultimately, one day, Jill, I came home and said, that's it. Tomorrow morning, whichever agent or whoever brings me the first house, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm going to say yes. Now look what happened. Next morning, someone called an agent and said, we have this house. I said, yes, I don't want to look. Here's the check the deposit, in, and I don't even want to see it. It's done. <laughs> as soon as I came back home, I in the afternoon, I could I could take a nap off, finally. It's, oh, I'm so tired. I need a nap. So when I was taking a nap, in my dream, Jill, I could hear there is a message that two of my friends, one art gallery owner and a friend, was desperately trying to reach me, is what I got. And this was because a month back I had left one of the one of the paintings with them for sale and it was pretty expensive painting and there was no news on that front but in that dream they both were trying to get in touch with me I wake up and I find exactly that in my messages their calls from them these exact people these two friends one friend and the gallery owner and I call them up and they say you know your painting is sold and that's the money I needed for the house you know the exact amounts and all everything was going to be working out now fine much much happier I didn't have to cut any corners and manage something and and so I got the money I needed I was so relaxed and I felt blessed and I felt supported and I knew exactly why this is happening it was a message that stop striving too hard just say yes to whatever is the easiest and you'll be provided for I said yes yes God yes I got the message I got it and as this happens, the next morning, I usually never go down in the morning to buy my vegetables. I go in the evening so I can meet friends. Uh, so I went in the morning because I needed some tomatoes. And I went down and a friend from the neighboring uh, society uh, housing complex was standing there and said, Hey, we heard you're looking for a house. Did you find a house? I said, well, I did find a house, but I don't think I really like it, like it is so much. It's on the top floor, blah, blah, blah. She says, you know what, there's one apartment just going below us. And, and the owners told us if, if there's anyone looking for it. And there's no brokerage to pay because we know him directly. We went and took a look and it was the perfect house. And so I cancelled the earlier one and got this one. And it was such a beautiful time. You see, it came towards me when I stopped try, trying. Trying. And every time, time and time again, this happens. And how beautifully we human beings forget. Like I forget also, but lesser and lesser. Like I strive and put in the effort much lesser than before. That's what I'm noticing now. And the second story, Jill, if you'd bear with me, because it's really so magical how perfect timing, like in the afternoon this happens, next morning that happens, and it's all done. And the the poor broker was so happy, saying, no problem, madam, don't worry. Uh, don't worry just take your money back no problem so even there there was no big drama otherwise you know Indian brokers and they can get really cheesed off and say no no we won't give your money back and blah 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 saying it's okay the owner was fine you know now this was the second time which was 2019 when I came back from England which was a very excruciatingly life-altering trip for me and i come back and i had uh, no house because i had packed up all my stuff and put it in a small apartment of a friend far far away from the city they never used it which is not possible to live there so it was all packed in stayed there now a lot of my friends and community here knew that i was on this trip and then, and it had it had a lot of uh, done a lot of soul stirring for me so when i came back uh I said, I don't know where to stay. So a friend said, well, there is an apartment next to mine, which is empty for now. So you can stay there. And then after a month, we'll see. And I was so exhausted, Jill, like in a happy way that something was lived out of me. I I had totally let it live itself out of me. And I was delivered. Like, you know, I felt like I was delivered. So I didn't even look left, right? I just stayed in that apartment. And usually I would be worried. What will we do after the month? Then what will we do? And I'll keep overworking and overthinking. But I was like, there was no energy to do any of it. So I was, I was uh, re- re- recovering from this trip. And then all the magic of how beautiful this place had everything I'd asked for in the earlier place. I said, oh, I don't like this flooring. It's too glossy and too mirrory, And I don't like this flooring. I grew up with natural stone under my feet when I was young. So this house had natural stone. I said, oh, the trees are too far away. We're on the eighth floor. That was the earlier house. This house is on the first floor with the trees right at the window. In fact, the creepers coming in from the window into the bedroom and the birds flying into your house. And oh my everything I had complained about in the earlier house, God uh, and, and the oneness and the world around me. I, when I mean, God, I mean, everyone like this friend who was listening to me, present to me. She sort of tuned into my spirit and said, you know, this house is good for you. Stay here for a while. And towards the end of the month, she says, you know, this is available. If you want it for the next year, year or two years, you can have it. And that's it. I didn't ever look for a house, nothing. This is how effortless and beautiful uh, a blessing
0: it it was. (laughs) I'm complete. Both beautiful stories. I have, yeah, a cool. I have a question about, I know that this is the best way,
2: mm. right. but
0: there's a, there's an element of trust that I think that most people bump up, but I find that I still bump. Mm,
2: me
1: too.
0: When really hard like they are for your friend with the breast cancer. Yes. How do we look at that or any difficulties with people passing away or suffering? How do we look at that and believe that we trust?
2: Yeah
1: Actually trust cannot be blind. that's what uh, last week when I was in that difficult situation, what I found myself doing is uh, talking to myself. And reminding myself about all these particular stories when i thought it was impossible i didn't feel supported i didn't feel loved i didn't have enough money i didn't have all these beautiful moments i remembered and i i i spoke and wrote out loud so that my my conscious mind will not uh, you know talk me into into fear and anxiety i was like literally talking to that part of me saying listen while you're afraid i understand you don't want this and this and this but you also have to remember these this is the way life moved for you so what can you do now to facilitate that magical loving movement again even better than last time like last time you came back from england and you found a house let's imagine that you are already in the house you don't have to move at all let's imagine you're you know something so what, what I found myself really, really doing is being present to my fear and talking to the thing. I know what you're afraid of. What are you resisting? You're resisting change, right? So what does that say, say to me? That you want consistency. So I asked it, why do you want consistency? Because you're creating something. You're creating a, a loving house, a family. Uh, for friends you're nurturing something you want to continue your daily routine so now it's become clear to me because I had two other other options in my head that oh should I be saying yes to these kind of jobs should I be saying yes to this it became crystal clear because of this turmoil and conflict that no what I really want is to be more and more present and continue my daily life the way it is I want to strive harder and make ends meet or anything, fix anything. So because I talked to the fear, I realized that the resistance was actually pointing to what I don't want anymore. And when I looked further, why do I not want it anymore? I found what I want. And once I found that, I said, okay, if consistency is all that I want, and I want to continue what I love doing every day, then let's make this transition as quick and smooth as possible, so that we can go get back to our everyday, everyday dance. This is what happened to me, but I don't know how to say this to anyone like my friend who has cancer to, to uh, translate it for her. You know, I can only share from what is uh, real and true to me and how it is taking away my ambitions. I find my ambitions are beautiful and, and amazing, but I'm willing to let them go because they're not bigger and they're not as valuable as uh, the present moment that brings untold gifts. So we are all suckers of, of, of surprises. <laughs> we all love to be blessed with something we never imagined. So I feel every time I got something I never imagined, and I want more of that. And that is why uh, I will let go of my ambitions. Or my fears, you know. And then the second step, Jill, was to then talk about talk to my fears every day and say, "Okay, today you're a little upset about having to pack things. Today you're upset about, you know, saying bye to your friends over here. You love these people, your neighborhood, and all. So what can you do? So I decided I'm make, going to make a little gift for everyone. I want to say bye in a very loving way. So then I found little little ways which I haven't really done before. I just hump and, you know, huff and puff and move because I'm upset. I so said, we have three weeks. We can do all these beautiful things and make this transition lovely for everyone. You know, so this is something I haven't done before as, as, as much. <laughs> and that's, that's just a bit of what I do, but I don't know how to, uh, uh, uh. like you said, I can just listen and be present and hold, hold everybody's pain. What do you do when you, when you have physical, physical challenges, Jill? How do you be present to that?
0: Well, first, I just want to address really quick that when, um, when you're present for somebody else, it opens up a space for them to grow. I think when we try to fix something for somebody, it doesn't give them like what you found through your moves. You found something more beautiful into that. And I think when we can do that for others, that creates something magical for them to find their own meaning, their own deeper meaning. Yes. Because even life isn't something we should try to hold on to.
2: Hmm.
0: Sort of like your possession. can't the more you try to hold on to any of that the more you restrict yourself from something mm. more beautiful coming
1: that is true that is very true how well said the more we try to restrict ourselves the more we're just saying no to all the good that is coming our way we don't know what that is yeah i like to i like uh, to invite all our listeners to just stay with this sharing uh, for a while, let those words, you know, sort of sink in and see where they're touching, what they bring up. Maybe, maybe it's enough that we resonate with each other. In this moment, I feel we are holding everyone who's suffering, who's feeling challenged, and uh, would love to just be with with that presence for a while. Silence is a very powerful communicator, carrier, healer. You know, we, I'm suddenly being present to this, uh, this whole world right now. We are all living in this dimension of language so much that we think in language we'll find the answer. That it, it, The answer has to come in a cognitive, logical, uh, decipherable way in, in language. And I feel most often it comes as an energetic shift. It's it's an, it's a gut feeling or a good feeling or a, just a sense that oh maybe I should try this. So I want to remind us that actually the new direction comes in a sense of a feeling. What do you feel, Jill?
0: A new direction for me would be, um, learning how to create from, I guess, when I have the feeling that there isn't, there is something more important to do and to not pay attention to that voice. And instead to create something beautiful that would be defined as being frivolous time spent.
2: Hmm. You mean
1: create within you or around you or both?
0: Like if I have a moment even just to go for a walk, Mm. It feels like there's too many more important things to do. Then right. I'm, not, I'm not listening to the voice that mm. wants to help me.
1: Yes, beautiful. Beautifully said. In other words, could I say that when we want to do <clears throat> something just too simple, too, too, too mundane and simple, possibly that's where in that <clears throat> self-pleasure or just a nothingness time is where one could meet one's greater needs. Could I I put it that way? That a simple walk will meet meet a more core need than uh, doing anything that may be important, like to a phone call or cooking a meal or anything else. Yes, it feels
0: like you were speaking into when you saw when you said you relaxed and let the better house come to you
2: hmm. <clears throat>
1: yeah uh I also was looking at all of this as a kind of a mathematical or a sort of a uh, a geometric graph because I feel. When you look at the world, let's say we are on this planet, and we look at it from far away in the galaxy, and and I may be completely wrong in this scientifically speaking, but it's just my, my imagination. Then when I look at things from far away at some other galaxies, and Earth looks like fine, it's just beautiful blue pearl floating around. Everything is wonderful. Everything is normal. And then when I come up close and look at it from a microscope, then I see that, oh, we all have so many problems. We have issues, we have concerns. The earth has issues. But uh, when I look at it from a distance, then everything feels like it has its own rhythm, its own flow. And so I try to sort of, just for the sake of imagination, to transport myself in that space. I try to look at things from that far away perspective or even just just a bird's eye view, not even too far away in the galaxy. And uh, it creates that ease in me. That's it. That's the purpose. Not not trying to, to be logical or something, but it just gives me a sense of ease in those few minutes also. Then in that ease, I'm able to hold this question better. Instead of saying, where else are we going to move? How are we going to do all this transition? I'm able to say something different and say, hey, how can we make this transition joyful? Now, as soon as I start saying that, which means I've accepted the transition, and now I'm focusing on how I can make it better instead of doing it or not doing it, (laughs) instead of resisting. And when my focus has shifted to accepting and also working in collaboration with him, say, yes, let's do this. We're going to make it fun. Then suddenly I find so much participation. Then uh, I found someone say, hey, you could come and live with us in a community here. And you're an architect also, so you can help us build houses. Someone said, hey, you got gifts with children. You can come and live in this community. And the world of possibilities opened up. And yet again, I'm like, oh, I don't want to choose so much. Let it take its own time to, to draw us which will be most beneficial to all concerned. Because supposing I select and say, oh, this house is good for us. Then it may be good for me and my son and maybe many other friends and my other family and everyone may not really benefit from us moving. But when I let it hang there loose and then say, let it drift towards us, then I feel it will take care of many more needs of the future, which are not even come to my awareness yet. It will take care of that. For example, when we moved into this house, we had no idea we'll have a puppy. And now it's much easier for the puppy to be on a first floor and look outside the window and connect to the Mm -hmm. birds and animals and little children down there. And it's easier for us to take her for a quick walk every four or five times a day. She loves going down. She's a total nature. nature. And so I realized, oh, it took care of that. We had no idea we're going to have a puppy in this house and so many other things. So, so mm-hmm. I feel we could try to stretch our imagination and try to make space for the undesirable in imaginative ways, if not uh, uh, in, in other ways, along with the other ways, You know, along with the ways of, of being worldly, of being practical, pragmatic, and imaginative, and playful. So we can do all of that and see then, then what happens.
0: Describe such an important um, part of the process that step of becoming joyful. Like when you spoke of doing the bird's eye view and changing your perspective into how to make this more fun, then things manifest so much easier when you get into that vibration of joy.
1: Yes. And, and, and thank you, Jill. You're always very wonderful to, you know, underline the stuff because I would even forget what I just said. But... <laughs> Same for me. <laughs> thank you. I want to be able to be present to you because I can't see you and I love to connect just with your voice. I don't miss the, miss the scene because uh, uh, it helps me connect more deeply with your gentle gentle voice that comes through. Yeah. So, yes, uh, what, uh, what I find pe- most people also doing is, you know, they, they put an effort in being joyful now that they know that this is a trick and it works, you know, and then say, okay, I'm going to be joyful,
2: okay, you know,
1: and I feel, no, that doesn't work like that. You'll be genuine about it. So when you're upset, you take time out and say, I'm upset. I don't want this. So it's actually not about being joyful. I feel it's about being real. And being human and saying, look, today I'm upset. So I'm in no position to have my podcast, Jill, bye-bye, see you next Sunday. That's exactly what I did. So so uh, when I made space for my anger, my upset, frustrations, and very consciously, then I didn't have to shout at anyone or you know cry or anything. I had to just sit with it because it's part of my process now. Because I know deeply after trying it many times that, oh, it works, it works for me. To be genuine, to be authentic to myself, and uh, there's no other way. My nerves also rattle, rattle, and I have to just lie down. So it has to be genuine, and Mm. it's becoming real, I feel. It's made me more real. Like I I don't think in my whole life I felt this real, which is why I'm so happily saying bye-bye to the artist in me, bye-bye to the dancer in me. I said, I'm done, done, done. We don't need all of these things anymore. You know, otherwise I could never live without making a sketch. It was my therapy. Every day I had to paint. So one is able to be seen by one's own self or one's humanity. I don't even seek someone else to to help me see it as many times, you know, as before, you know. Uh, Just a friend or so will do and a little conversation is enough for me to help me feel validated or you know cared enough then I'm able to take the right decision which is which is so amazing I mean it's not even the right decision it is the only way the only way is to go back find a way back from that frustration into ease joy relaxation and then it'll all work out that's all I know how it will work out from where that magic to see that I'm excited like a child, like, oh, I wonder what. And that's exactly what happened. Then friends said, Are you can come to this community, they're living in a farm, you can build this, you can do farming, you can come here, you can so many options have opened up that now I'm spoiled for choices. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better than being uh, alone and frustrated and, and and feeling unloved by life. But I feel uh, I feel, what do you feel? Is it about being real or is it about being peaceful and restful and and gentle all the time? Which is which is very hard for me to do.
0: Well, you pay attention so well to what your inner guidance is telling you. Like, I've just been taking so many notes how, how I haven't been paying attention and how I can pay attention better. Hmm. I have been, I, I would say in this past year, I have been really trying hard to be authentic. So I love that you brought that word up. My authenticity comes when, like, I can say no, if there's something that I don't want to do and I can say no, Uh huh. because if you try to be fake and you try to be everything to everything,
2: Mm.
0: you're shutting off some valve to for everybody. Mm. Because when you say no to somebody, you let them become more of themselves too from your no.
1: Right, right. I love this, Jill. Say more. Share more.
2: This is beautiful.
0: It's interesting because I my thing in the past few years has been learning how to communicate.
2: Hmm.
0: Growing up, not having any words because of a childhood that really restricted what I could say. Uh, And I, I just learned to say yes to Holy Spirit whenever When I wanted to work on my communication, I just started saying yes to Holy Spirit's guidance. And when you asked me to speak with you on this podcast, Mm. I knew that it was a way for Holy Spirit to help me learn how to communicate better. And you're always encouraging me to speak into something.
1: Wow, Jill, thank you for sharing this. I would have never thought that you had uh, difficulty communicating in your childhood uh, because you have such a powerful presence. Now I can feel your presence like you're sitting here with me in my room, in my living room. And communication is a function of words at all.
2: And I I wonder
1: that that struggle of not being able to find words or not being able to speak well as a child, probably I wonder if that struggle really built the bridges of what would we call that? uh, Natural, organic communication links with the world around you. Mm. Like in your perception, you're connecting. In your emotions, you're connecting. I wonder
0: i heard anything like that and it brought tears to my eyes
2: oh
1: yes i i, I moved that you shared such an intimate part of your childhood and i can feel the the pain and suffering and you must have experienced but that is you asked me earlier that how we can know uh, find this perception and this ability within us. For me, the answer was so much suffering that ultimately I had to stop believing in it. I don't believe in you. How can it be possible that someone suffers for 40 years and when nothing so great untoward is even happening to you? It's not like you got cancer, you lived on the streets or anything. It's just your sensitivities are so high, which, which what does it really mean? It was my perception. It was my mind had this ability, it still has, but I've I've you know trained it down to be silly enough, and, and and just feeling when you look at something, you can feel it, and then there is the awareness which is saying, hey, you're looking at something and feeling it. So you have both this, and you're aware of the awareness. <laughs> so, so I believe we all. I mean, you are definitely you have connected and communicated all your life that you have this presence here on the podcast even otherwise i've seen you in the zoom calls and today i really wanted to also acknowledge lisa natoli for bringing us together and i've seen your presence you're just taking it in when i see you last wednesday when you were there i know you didn't speak a word and after a long time i i sent you a little message of hi jill and you responded in your natural gentleness Your Obvious gentleness and and I could just feel you're just fully there listening to everyone and, and just there holding. You know, more or less like I kind of had a picture of uh, a large mountain allowing everything to grow on it. Mm. All the trees and birds and everything's just happening. The mountain stays there steady, saying go on, carry on, grow. I'm here. I'll hold you. So, so gentle and so invisible. I'm sorry, but I have to say this. I know it might make you feel uncomfortable. It does. But I also, also. Wonder, <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes, we must be allowing ourselves to be appreciated and loved. And that's another gift I received yesterday, which I'm not still ready to talk, but I think after nearly... 10 years, and actually my whole life, I might have finally found the love of my life. I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, a companion, a, fr- a friend, an intimate friend who we connect, but I'm not sure yet, but let it take its own form. It's, it's already beautiful, but I don't want to. So I want yeah. to thank Lisa Notoli and her work with her, The Course in Miracles. And her beautifully simple and most direct teaching. So that we can have a direct experience of what is our truth. And set ourselves free ourself. I just love her work. And more so because I have met three, four wonderful friends. Including you Jill. Because of her presence, her zoom meetings her course in miracles uh, the healing cure and uh, the 40 days so I really wanted to make sure today I acknowledge her beautiful work with the teachers of God and for my listeners uh, I I think our listeners I would love to remind you that it's not when we say teachers of God and the course in miracles it's not all religious at all it is actually a very like like a vipassana like the Buddha's teaching that you experience and go to a place where you can have a direct experience of what is your truth, what is real for you, what is your path, what is your uh, destiny, if I may add. And uh, all that Lisa, and even with this podcast we are trying to do is to help you come into that space so you can examine if that's so for you. And if it is isn't, I hope it it, it, it never is is not is <laughs> i hope it is always so for you with all these efforts that you do f- come in that space and then see aha uh-huh, i got it so it's only through a direct experience there is no teaching there is no imparting there's no philosophy there is no ism right am i right if i'm if i'm missing something jill please add what does uh, a course in miracles or lisa's uh, 40 days mean to you how has it helped you?
0: Well, for me, describing it is about if for me, it's finding your own inner teacher. Mm. And so what it did for me was like she's a wonderful, brilliant teacher, but she'll be the first one to tell you, don't get hung up on me.
1: Right. It's not about right. what
0: I say. It's about what your guide is telling you to do, and that's what that's what she taught me to do, is and also to find relationships like your like you and I have. That's mm. much more important than what you know. Following some teacher is wonderful, but if you get stuck on following that teacher, you're missing life. And I've made so many wonderful friendships.
1: Right yes yes totally thank you for uh, defining it uh, better
0: Jill, no, uh, it-, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is it is true that if we can, if you're going to learn something we can't stay in that school forever right we can't turn the teacher into our best friend right we have to come back to our life and uh, see if it works in our own lives because each of our lives is so precious I mean that's such a cliche but each of our lives is doing a unique experiment of its own kind so as I look at it that you come back you work on your corner of the jigsaw and then you fix it you find something there and it's all figured out you figure out something you join that jigsaw with the larger jigsaw and then you go back and say to your tribe like you know what I found this and that's what Lisa lovely she's so lovely that she even celebrates our podcast every time I put the episode out there uh, she along with all our tribe over there they all like go yay that's so good and I'm sure uh, quite a few of them must have uh, heard us also mm-hmm. so that's I think a sign of a of a true uh, teacher that was not doing that work for some kind of acknowledgement or uh, you know hero worship or anything and in, in India it's all the gurus are into hero worship most of them I can't say all but a genuine teacher, I feel, is someone who sets you free. Yeah, and you don't even realize it. And you keep realizing it long after.
0: <laughs> well, those are the ones that truly become great. Yeah. Those yeah. are the ones that have no... Not mm-hmm. in it for their self-glory. Those are the ones that do glory.
1: <laughs> yes, truly. Truly, because their focus is really one-minded uh, focus on really the lessons and applying it every day in their lives. And as I can see that I'm going further in this journey, and I want to also also tell our listeners and inform you also, Jill, that uh, since my childhood, since I was 18, I've tried everything. The first thing I came across was Reiki, and that's that time I was uh, very very uh, concerned about my mom's health. She has leukoderma at that time; it was it was flaring up. Leukoderma is the white patches on the skin, and uh, she was very depressed and very troubled. and And I, my little child, my heart of the child was like, "How can I help my mom?" And someone said, "Reiki, Reiki is wonderful." So I tried Reiki; it worked wonderfully for years. Uh, she found a lot of healing also in it, and I found a lot of healing. I realized I had so many issues and uh, things like that. And then I went ahead, and I then found something else. And then I went ahead, and I found something else and it even released a lot of gifts from me my psychic abilities my clairvoyance was over the top and i want to acknowledge that as my past self i am i don't no longer do that anymore that it was a gift it was such an ability that i i had followings from america hong kong people would come to you know get a reading at one point i felt like this is not me after like four five years i said well this is really not me And by the the way, I used to also do architecture interiors. So I never charged people because I thought that it's just come as a gift. I I really don't know where it's come from. I, I can just tell. But at some point I realized this is not my path. This is something is missing. I couldn't tell at that time what it was. But now I realize what it is, that true coming to center or coming alive in who you really are requires no aid requires no modality or or uh, a practice of any kind other than meeting yourself directly meeting whatever is you directly and, and spending time with it and that's what in miracles has done for me lisa's work is it's allowed me in a in a very simple format to meet myself safely and Empowered me to confront and sort of not even confront, just meet those difficult parts of me and find a way to love them, to accept them, own them, and even share with the world that look, I've been such an idiot all my life. <laughs> Given all these gifts, I have thrown everything away. Because I think that's what it was that it, it just life kept saying, no, this is also not fitting. I tried another quote and said, no, this is also not fitting people around me saying this one is really an idiot. She's got such gifts and she keeps throwing them away. But you see what I've come to. I finally found it. And that's the whole experiment about that to come to try everything. I'm not saying anything is wrong at all. Every, every modality is beautiful. And if it's coming to you uh, wherever you are is meeting you gently like all these modalities did reiki and uh, axis consciousness access consciousness and what else so many things i can't even remember now uh but they were all kind and loving at that time and they left lovingly also uh so you try everything till you feel that okay now i'm ready for this i'm now i need that and, and that's the that's also a gift right to do not feel judged by anything. You don't have to belong to somebody and prove a point. You can move away when you feel, OK, I'm done here. And I also want to acknowledge my friend, sharayu Kamath. She was the one who introduced me to Lisa and her work. So I really can't uh, not say her name here. She's been a beautiful presence in my life.
2: Yeah.
0: What a wonderful conversation today.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we took that uh, uh, call to, you know, start a little early. And uh, then you had to take time to attend to the pet. I love all these little interventions, you know. I don't think we were late. It's just the moment was arriving and it's arriving and wait a bit and arriving. And in that time when you said you had to take care of your pet, my son took uh, our puppy down for a walk. And uh, so I moved to the next door neighbor's lovely house, which is quieter, because then he would come back and open the door and that would make a sound. And I found that I had already left a table of paint and uh, paper over here. So while talking to you, I have been painting Mm
2: -hmm. as in,
1: I'm just moving my hand because it feels like a part of me is held more lovingly when my hand is creating something, unconsciously doodling. So I invite everyone listening to try that. In fact, when you switch on the podcast, and I'll try and put that in the details, that you just take a little pen and paper or a brush and let your hand move while you listen is another way of practicing presence. So then uh, what happens is one part of the mind, I mean, that's what I feel it happens. Uh, the cognitive thinking is is listening, whereas the subconscious also gets a seat at the table because your hand is doing something
2: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, intuitively. You're just drawing some lines and and doodling. and So I think it's a way of feeling held by your own self. And this is what we do on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday is painting in presence. So if you like to also come for that, you're welcome. Just leave us a note. I'll send you the details. And we have that button on here. You can send us a voice message. That would be you can just sit in presence and say whatever you want to say. And uh, Jill and I would love to just hear you, receive you, and uh, try and find ways to love you.
0: Beautiful. And I have one question for you about the painting that it might be, for me anyway, it might be sort of intimidating
1: to mm. know what
0: kind of supplies to start with.
1: Yeah, um, interesting. Thank you, Jill, for asking. Uh, I love that question because uh, actually it's not about the materials at all. So I do send the detailed list of what you should bring in an audio note also on the email when people register for it. But it's about just taking two colors, whichever you want, or even one. So the focus is not on what you are creating, but on how you feel when your hand is creating something, is doodling something, you're not even creating, you're just playing, you're just fooling around on paper. To permit yourself to be playful in a safe space of a paper, while you're being held and someone is talking from their lived experiences, from the moment, then how does that open up a receptive center within us? So then suddenly you meet that part of you, you're in a guide, you're in a child, I find and i've seen that hundreds of times so many so many of lovely people have come for the sessions they, each one has felt that oh i found a way to be be with myself i can hear myself better mm. you know so i can hear receive myself better so it is not about the colors or brush or anything at all just take whichever instrument even crayons is fine but i do do uh, insist on brush and color because it's automatically very gentle no? you're just stroking the paper so the the psyche the soul or the you know human intellect translates that experience of stroking immediately into something gentle and kind you know you're just stroking the paper whereas if you use crayon you'll have to rub and that's kind of a little bit harsher but a brush nothing like a brush and watercolors It makes you feel soft. So it's all about how you feel and not what you create. And ultimately, you will find that you're creating something wonderful too, but you're not paying attention to that. There's no effort. Again, there's no effort. You're allowing something to happen. And then you step back and say, oh, my God, did I do this? And if that's the question that arises, then sure enough, you were in presence and the presence did it. The presence spoke through you. And then you can see that message through that painting. You can absorb that energy and you can translate it. It will speak to you. You will translate it. So it's very shamanic, very Japanese, you know, Zen way, very uh, tribal, indigenous way of of, uh, being with art and spirit through art. Uh, I've, I've forever had magical time with it and Last story, because we got five minutes, and if it's okay it doesn't it's not about time. just when I said that it was five 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 five
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say too that I think you're the perfect person to guide an experience through painting and finding our own the own inner in, intuition as yeah. In...
1: Yes, yeah, thank you for uh, acknowledging me because i I do believe this is my sacred uh, job this is what i'm born for because it does something amazing every time i paint like that in full presence and i'm immersed and gone away in the flow stuff happens in my life that i can't imagine such beautiful things happen that i feel very humbled and say i know i know i gotta go back to the table if i want beautiful things to happen i'm going back to the table (laughs) i'll tell you one story where i realized this happened i was about 20 something and i was in my first year of interior design. Uh, and they, they, at that time we never had AutoCAD or anything, so paper we'd find a T square and set square and sit and draw. A family of five people, so we didn't really have bedrooms, so we had this corner. I had a corner of the hall and slept on the other side of the wardrobes. And uh, yeah. in that corner, which behind me was the window, my brother and sister sister sleeping between me and the window. And I would light a little lamp even cover myself with a sheet because the light would disturb them and then try to draw. So one night I start drawing and I was designing some bedroom and living room wall and I remember painting one of the gods, blue picture of a Krishna on the wall of that living room and I'm designing and I'm totally lost in that world and I'm humming to myself and suddenly after a while I hear the crow going and Jill, I'm wondering what is wrong with the crow? Mm-hmm. It's gone cawing at like one or two in the night. This grows are really crazy. And I look her back, turn around and I see the morning twilight glow of 4 or 5 a.m. And I said, oh my God, have I not moved from my seat from nine in the night till 5 a.m.? And for the first time I experienced this powerful state of flow.
2: Hmm.
1: And I was not tired next day, nothing. I was just flowing. Nothing could stop me. And uh, I feel more and more now that we need some space even if it is just half an hour to experience that immersiveness with oneself. Like a child. Get lost in your own world. That in your own world is where you'll find your treasure. But can I get lost there? It's so safe to do it on a piece of paper. You don't have
0: to go very far. Mm. yes i've experienced gardening and that's a whole different hour-long conversation on how the flow is so important
1: i want to hear all about your flow in gardening see there are so many ways and it would be wonderful for us to discuss more and more about so many ways one can be present and what are those tiny tiny things one can do to shift into that flow So I'm going to remind you next time, next Sunday, this very hour again on our podcast, (laughs) to tell me all about your gardening love.
0: That would be perfect.
1: Yes, it's also like, you know, meeting your eternal lover in this process of creativity.
0: Mm -hmm. And I do know that ideas do come while you're in that.
1: Say that again, the, the words dropped off, Jill.
0: Well, when you're in that state of flow, I do know that, ideas that come to you while you are in that state
1: absolutely correct absolutely these ideas that come to you at that time is like uh, the muse visiting you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: literally begging for your attention saying come play with me come we're going to explore that and there is nothing impossible then when you're in that state of flow you feel oh I could run another marathon oh come on I can do this so, you you know, it's a bridge on which you can stand and meet that powerful, beautiful, expansive, eternal self inside you.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a
1: way of meeting. I love today's conversation so much, Jill. I do. And I
0: can't wait for the next one.
1: <laughs> Me too. I think we have shifted uh, gears since last uh, Sunday. Some energetic shift has really happened. And I think it's happened for a lot of us. So, it's going to be a merry time. <laughs> if I may program, you know, project. Well, Wonderful. Even if, even if it is tough in any way, we know we have the choice to make it merry. <laughs> Excellent. I love you, Jill, and I'm going to see you next Sunday.
0: I love you, Polly. Thank you. Thank you. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Namaste. Namaste.
1: Mm-hmm.